Hey, I'm Raz, and this is Once Upon a Roll. Each episode, I bring on a guest and play a one-on-one session of D&D 5th Edition in the land of Cortia, a homebrew setting that I've been using for the past year and a half. Each episode will take place at a different time and different place across Cortia in order to better flesh out the setting. So if you missed an earlier episode, obviously feel free to go back and listen, but you won't be completely lost if you haven't, as this is a new story. Anyway, I, I'd like to welcome on my guest for this week. This episode, we have my good friend, Austin. How are you doing, Austin? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, the question I ask uh, every week is, have you played Dungeons & Dragons before? I played D&D once, uh, and then I, I played a little bit of Fiasco, which is not the same thing at all, but, you know, kind of gets you... It's like baby D&D, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's D&D without the combat. Yeah. Fiasco's so good. I love Fiasco. It's been been too long since I've played it. Yeah, I, I think once you get into the mechanics of D&D, sometimes it's like, oh, there are certain things about it that make it a little harder to tell a story. But Fiasco is just like, we're here for the story. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone listening, if you haven't played Fiasco, check it out. Go it's, it's very play good. play it right now. But yeah, so you, you have minor, minor experience yeah. in D&D. And, and I think D&D is a lot of improv, and I, I feel like I'm somewhat experienced with improv. I love improv. Um, and that's like probably the most attractive thing about D&D to me is just, you know, you're given like, you know, kind of a vague situation and just, all right, go from there, you know, and that's really cool. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's very much the yes and nature and being on as soon as soon as uh, you're thrown under the spotlight. Yeah. So you have have you uh, you've never played with just you and a DM before? No, never done that. Well, I'll we'll have to see how you like it. Guide me through it, Rez. Be gentle with me. I'll try my best. All right, we'll jump into this episode. So I hope you all enjoy. Thanks. The kingdom of Cortia has thrived for over a thousand years. In that time, it's endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords, and fought against evil, both of this plane and others. However, during the most recent Festival of the Autumn Sun, the sage's ritual revealed a nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before, and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted, and when the dust settled, the king was dead, and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs of the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. However, this story takes place long before the most recent festival, nearly 800 years before, when the sign of Black Sun bubbled from the sage's cauldron, foretelling the doom of Cortia. Since that day, the sun hasn't risen for the past three weeks. You've dealt with some short autumns in your lifetime, but this has easily been the shortest. You stoke the fire in the hearth of your tavern to help push away the bitter chill from outside and give some much needed light in your life. With the fire now warming most of the room, you step onto the stage and your small audience looks at you. Can you give me a quick description of what they see? Um, they see Kane uh, in sort of some some fancy clothes that aren't weren't originally his own and they're they're a bit weathered you know they've they've uh maybe not been cleaned in a while like he just sort of last minute grabbed them put them together uh he's a bigger gentleman uh strong say he's got he's got sort of thick thick eyebrows a very handsome 
handsome guy. Could could charm somebody just by looking at him, and 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 sort of a, a bluish hue to his eyes. Slicked back hair at the moment. Uh, he's got sort of like a like a chimney sweeps hat covering up his uh, his uh, tiefling horns, which are jutting straight up. Uh, a boy sitting at a nearby table. Y- you've gotten to know him a, a decent bit. His name's Marcus. He he starts to chant for you to give a performance. Oh, Marcus. I'm. I don't. I don't really have anything prepared right now. I. I mean, I do, but I, I don't know about right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <sighs> okay. All right. And he kind of backs up on the stage. Uh, Rez, how many people would you say are actually like actively in the tavern paying attention? In the tavern right now, in the main room, there's about twelve. Twelve uh, people. Are those paying attention. Uh... Right now it's Marcus. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kane kind of keeps his focus on Marcus, uh, but is, is you know, occasionally looking up around the room because he's trying to be, like, a good uh, performer. He, uh, he kind of shuffles through his pockets a little bit, like, looking for a paper, and he pulls something out. And he's like, <clears throat> All right, so I have uh, prepared this. I've never really shared this before. This is actually kind of a intimate piece. Uh, it was when I was uh, heartbroken. I fell for a, a girl, and and she didn't really return the feelings. So, anyways, I, I won't drag on too long. Here it is. It's uh, a bit of a poem. I should also clarify that I've I don't think I've ever really met a poet in my life, but but I, I'll give it a go. <clears throat> it's kind of a, like a long pause. She shots me through the heart, and there was no one else to blame but her. This woman, this love of mine, well, she gave love a wretched name. He kind of like shuffles, puts the paper back in his his, uh, pocket, looks down at uh, Marcus. Yeah, what'd you think? <clears throat> he kind of like picks his nose and flicks it to the side. <laughs> Leans back. Eh. Okay. Well, you, you were kind of riling me up to do a performance, and, and uh, you're telling me that it wasn't good? That you didn't feel anything from that? Well, look, I don't like the lovey-dovey stuff. Kind of rubs his nose. I like your poems. I like your poems that rhyme more. You know, those. The funny ones. Yes, I, I don't I don't have any of those really. I've I've not been well with all that's been happening, I haven't really been feeling funny. Do you understand what I mean, Marcus? Yeah. Yeah. But if I cook up if if anything pops into my head. I will, I, I, anything funny, remotely funny, I'll let you know immediately. You'll be the first person. You get a private show, I'll test it out with you. He nods a few times. At this point, I think Kane looks up and he's remembering that there's like other people in the room and he's like trying to see if they gauge the reaction. A, a few people have turned and start looking around. In general, you've gotten to know most of the people staying with you right now. Okay. Since since the sun stopped rising, business 
has has slowed down a considerable amount. The first few days after it happened, you you did have more customers than ever, as people figured it would be best to band together. They were a little confused. However, once the cold release started to set in, a large group of those staying fled south towards the sea, hoping to find a ship that could take them away from the darkness. Okay. Another another group left uh, when they started to get hungry and realized that the only way to get food would be by taking it. Mm. You were able to fight most of those people off well enough to keep the majority of your wares, but you lost some food and got some scrapes in the process. The last of those to leave, and, and those this last group probably left about, about a week ago, uh, went off with the Creed of the Night, a group who predicted decades ago that this would happen. Uh, granted, they've claimed that it would happen during each of the past five festivals, <laughs> so this one may have just been luck of the draw. They spoke their scripture and convinced a fair few to join them and make the march to Mount Naya to await judgment. Uh, what's left in this tavern are you and the few who haven't died yet. Hmm. Wait, haven't died yet? Yeah, a handful of people have just died. Oh, for unexplained reasons or...? Hunger, okay. cold, some came in sick, some came in injured. Okay. So yeah, it makes sense that Cain wouldn't have any funny material. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay. So Karen, a human woman who came in probably about a week and a half ago, comes up to you. Okay. That was a lovely performance. It was, it was a nice piece. Thank you, Karen. I actually forgot that anybody was listening but Marcus, but uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Art is one of the only things we have now without the sun. This is true, but if I can be frank, I wish I was better at it. She laughs and puts a little hand on your arm. I think you're just great. Karen, always a sweetheart. Uh, are you doing well, considering everything? Hungry. Cold. But no, of course I'm not doing well. How could you? It's the end of the world. I don't know about end of the world, Karen, but it is dire times. As you and Karen talk, two figures wearing hoods step into the tavern. The freezing air blows through the room. Uh, The fire swirls and fades just the slightest bit. One of them quickly closes it, and noticing they've gained the attention of the room, they lower their hoods and find a table away from the rest. Anytime a new customer comes in, You meet them with equal parts excitement for business and uncertainty, as even if they aren't here to rob you, they may not have anything that you actually need, Mm. or in even worse cases, they might just be here as a place where they won't die alone. Right. Just a few days ago, a young half-elf man came in, wounded from an attack on the road, and, and you did your best to ease his pain, but he had already lost too much blood by the time he got there. And, and, you know, that sort of thing obviously weighs on people accordingly. You, you felt a little bad uh, looting his body afterwards, <laughs> but he did die in your tavern after all. Yeah. The only thing he had on him was, other than his torn and ragged clothes, clothing, was a necklace made of some unknown metal with a pendant in the shape of a crescent moon. Hmm. And you've had it on you ever since. So Kane's wearing it. I'd imagine. Okay. Uh, however you want to be wearing it. Um, I, I feel like he'd be wearing it, but it, out of like shame for picking it off of a dead guy, he's like kind of got it tucked away. So yeah, the, the men sit down in the corner of the room, just kind of look and talk quietly to each other. 
Cain, uh, of course, his new guest, uh, approaches them. Ah, welcome to my tavern. It's not exactly the liveliest place right now. It's seen livelier days, but I think you could say that about most places. Is there anything I can do for you guys? The two men look at you. They're, they're both human. They both seem to be about middle-aged. One is taller and, and has a bald head with little strands of hair clinging onto the sides of his scalp. And the shorter one has a full head of brown hair. And the shorter one says, a drink. I can try to shuffle up something. We're a little low on drinks. A lot of people want something to drink right now. But I'll see what I can do. King kind of starts to step away, get in the area. Uh, I'm guessing there's sort of like a bar area that he's got to get behind. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just starts kind of digging through like cabinets, like trying to see if there's like anything he can put together. I'd say in this time, you've been able to get a lot of water mm. uh, by going outside and... And, you know, there's a lot of snow now mm. uh, that has that has come mostly from the cold and, and just this turn in the weather. So you've probably, like, gathered a lot of snow and melted it in here. So, so I'd imagine you have bottles of water and whatnot. Okay. You probably, I, I, most of the alcohol is gone, uh, other than maybe dregs at the bottom of some wine bottles. I, I would say uh, that with the water he has to kind of like keep the vibe of the place alive uh and and keep it you know somewhat reflective of what it was at a time when it was you know like you said livelier he puts the water in like you know a giant like mug meant for like mead or something like that and and sets it on the table just kind of slides it over to the guy and says it's nothing that will make you looser but uh it's a drink he takes a sip and he does that thing where, like, you know when you expect something to taste one way? Yeah. And then it's water. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh. Well, thank you. Anything's good. It's, it's pretty much the only thing we have. So if your friend here wants a drink, uh, it, it'll be the same thing. The taller one just taps the table, looks at you kind of absentmindedly, almost like he didn't realize you were there talking to him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, no, no, I'm fine. Thank you, though. Okay, well, if any, either of you need anything, emotional support, some people have been kind of coming to me like I'm uh, uh, some kind of counselor. Uh, I can't give you life advice, but I'll listen. I'm a good listener. He just kind of like wanders off from the other side of his uh, bar and goes out into the, the main area, still close to like the two uh, new visitors. They sit there looking back at the door every once in a while, just whispering between each other. Marcus comes up to the bar and sits at a stool. Give me uh, two shots of whiskey and uh, some gin. And he gives you a big gap-tooth smile. How old is Marcus again? Eight, probably. Okay. Kane uh, goes behind the bar and he's like, Of course, sir. Of course. Yeah. Coming right up. Reaches down, like, grabs, like, all the glasses or, like, you know, everything that you would need for that. But just puts again water in it and it's like here you are sir everything you've uh, everything you want just treating marcus like an adult basically because mm -hmm. what else do they have right now other than to just role play <laughs> yeah he takes a big drink <sighs> and nods he's kind of nursing the water <laughs> a little bit kane like leans in towards marcus and he's like now listen we get more of the actual stuff in. You 
can't you can't have it never drink this stuff in your life people do stupid stuff when they drink this stuff you've seen the fights that i've had to break up in here i tried i tried for you not to see those it's like trying to like give them some kind of i don't know vo just volunteering advice basically like parental advice yeah roll a roll a persuasion check okay rolled a 22 he looks at the cup and looks at you yeah, of course, Kane. I, I would never do that sort of thing. It's bad for you. I, It's bad. Yeah. You're a good kid, Marcus. You listen. And that's first step to fixing any of the problems we have, including uh, the last three weeks. He nods and finishes his drink and slams it down. <sighs> okay. And he jumps off the stool and <laughs> runs off. Imagine Kane, like, goes out from... The goes back to the other side of the bar and just sort of sits down at a stool and kind of kicks his arms up like his elbows are uh, on the the bar and he's just kind of watching the the few people just kind of observing like not really thinking too much about what everybody's doing but just taking a moment just to kind of breathe yeah you you look around and in weird ways the people in the tavern have kind of become a temporary family that watches over each other and, and takes care. All all focus on the same thing of just surviving. Mm. With with you kind of being their ultimate caretaker, as as they are still all there's that normalcy that they, they try to act, you know, like you are just a tavern keeper yeah. for them. So they they do you, you look around and, and you just think about all, all the interactions you've had where, you know, they still ask for room keys and a few of them still try to pay you in coppers, even though you all get the feeling that money at this moment isn't as important as it as it used to be. Right. But you all you all do what you can. Uh, mo most of the people here are kind of individuals. Marcus came with his parents, but neither of them were able to survive the cold. They had both gotten sick as they were traveling, so so it's kind of just a ragtag bunch. Okay. Well, I imagine at this point, Kane gets up from a seated position and goes over to the two gentlemen that are that have just come in. And he's uh, a little bit more curious about who they are since there's not been really, like, normal visitors in a while. And he goes up to them and uh, just kind of pokes his nose in their business a little bit. Is uh is there anything else I can do for you guys? Uh, are you are you from somewhere? Do you have some some business I can help you with? They are whispering as you come up, and they turn and like look at you, stopping mid sentence, and they look a little a little nervous as as you're talking to them. The Talman looks at you, and he you see a slight moment of recognition in his eyes. That chain around your neck, a necklace, um, can you pull it out? Is, is there more to it than just the chain? Kane like, gets, like, a little bit nervous, like, oh my god, what if this was a friend of theirs? But he, he does as, as the person in front of him requests, and, and he, he just, you know, pulls it out. Uh, on the surface, he probably doesn't even really look that nervous, but he pulls out the necklace. Yeah, roll, roll, roll a deception check to see how, like... Okay, uh, I got a 23 on that. Yeah, you look smooth <laughs> as a criminal. Like, <laughs> you, you are just... Yeah, 
course. Both of their eyes light up as you do that. Uh, as the, the pendant in the shape of a crescent moon comes out and clashes against your clothes. Are their faces lighting up in, in a, a way that Kane would perceive as maybe uh, like positive or? Certainly positive. Okay. okay. That, like relief. Okay. So you're the one we're supposed to meet. A meeting? Well, there's a, some people who meet me here, yes. I just wonder if your business is my business. He's just kind of like stammering a little bit because he doesn't want to speak too much and, and uh, scare these two off if they have something like valuable. But, you know, he also doesn't want to dip into some business that could cause trouble for the, the rest of the people in the tavern. Yeah, he pulls out a piece of parchment from his pocket, uh, the tall man, and slides it over. Your note, you said you'd be wearing a crescent moon necklace and that we were to give you this to prove uh, who we were. And he slides it over. Kane, like, picks it up and, and kind of pulls it close to his face like he can, like, there's, there's probably, he doesn't, he doesn't have to look, like, that closely at it. He's just really investigating, like, I don't know, something a child would do, like Marcus. Like playing it up. Yeah, like, playing it up a bit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So yeah, you, you read it. It says, To whom it may concern, the business you've offered is business I'm interested in. Meet me in a fortnight the Philosopher's Tavern. I will be wearing a necklace pendant in the shape of crescent moon, and you shall present this note to me to prove who you are. And then it just says P.A. at the bottom. P.A. Okay. Kane holds on to the no- the note for a little bit, like too long. Like he's just he's read it, but he's like, I should hold this a little bit longer so they think I'm really like investigating this. And uh, then he then he lowers it down kind of swiftly, and he's like, just kind of repeats the first part of the note. Business of yours, I am certainly interested in. It. Certainly interested in. It. Um, and he has no idea where this is going to go, but he's just, it's been three weeks of a lot of people dying, like you said, just seeing a lot. So anything that is just, just the slightest sign of progress, he's, he's going to take. Yeah, they, they kind of like, like look at the table being like, take a seat. Kane does just that. He sits down, gets comfortable. And they, like, lean forward towards you to be as quiet as possible while still having you here. So, the information we have, we have reason to believe that all of this, the endless night, that it could be ended with a simple sacrifice. A sacrifice? Hmm, like a, uh, like an animal of some sort. No, no, the king has tried that and didn't work. But... We have reason to believe that the life of the king, that that could be the blood price the gods will listen to. Kane, like, internally, uh, just going, like, what? Already he's asking, so, like, what have I agreed to? Because <laughs> they've said king twice now, and now they're talking about killing a king. So I imagine he's, like, getting a little, little shaky. Of course, you'll be rewarded. I know you're not just an altruistic type. The agreed payment of 10,000 gold coins. Hmm. 10,000 gold coins. 
yes, I will agree to this. He's just kind of nodding his head a little too much. Roll a deception check. <laughs> okay. 18. Yeah, they they don't, like, pick up on it. Yes. You can tell that they're kind of cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, like, not maybe in the best headspace, as, as most people at this time aren't. You know, it's it's gone from a warm fall day to just the bitterest of winters in in i mean really that transformation happened in a week or so damn so so most people are kind of off their game they're hungry they're cold and 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 panicked the shorter man says if you're caught in the act the money will be given to a third party as long as you complete it decided by you now right right this very moment well before you head off to do the job yes well, I don't often associate with anyone. I'm, um, well, I like to remain alone, of course. Uh, but, I mean, I guess if you had to give it to anybody, I'll just pick somebody randomly here. He kind of, like, eyes around the, the tavern, and he's like, I, I have no doubt that I can do this, but if anything were to happen, just, I don't know, give it to that kid. And he, he just kind of, like, doesn't even point at Marcus. He just kind of like waves his hand, like flails it, like it means nothing towards Marcus. Yeah, Marcus is like sitting under a table, holding a knife, just like carving something into the bottom of it. <laughs> Classic. They look at him and look at you. Oh, oh, okay. They they seem a bit confused. Uh, like obviously to them, they're looking at you as somebody. With some sort of renown that obviously you you don't know why or what, uh, so they seem surprised that you'd be flippant in that regard. But they they both pull out a, a little needle and prick the end of their fingers and, and pull out little vials, which they let the blood kind of fill in a bit, uh, and then they pass the vials with their blood over to you. If we fail to hold up our end, use it for what you will. Of course. Kane just kind of like freezes, like holding these, this, like, what am I supposed to do with this? He's thinking, but he just, of course. All right, first roll a deception check. Thank you. Uh, roll a twenty. Yeah, they they seem confident that you know what to do with it, and even like you see them gulp a bit, <laughs> worried, like just in how certain and sure you are, knowing that they're giving their blood to someone who who has the ability to. Uh, Maybe mess with them. Roll a history check. Okay. I got a, uh, I got an 11 on history. Okay. You have heard some stories, like mostly fairy tale mm. sort of things, you know, about blood being used to uh, exact revenge on, on your enemies and whatnot. Uh, you don't know much beyond that other than what you've heard in fairy tales. I would... Imagine Kane in this moment uses his experience as a, a tiefling to uh, maybe scare them a little bit more. Looking down at the blood vials, still kind of like not really sure what they're expecting, but he's, he's sort of piecing it together and uh, he's just like, yes, if anything were to go wrong, I may just toss these out to some rabid tieflings. Just see what they do with it. So I understand that Everything will be held up, and I won't be stabbed in the back on this one, or shot through the heart, maybe. 
Roll an intimidation check at advantage. Okay. Uh, 22. Yeah, they noticeably start shaking in front of you. <laughs> our, our end will be held up. You have our word on every god. Even the most minute details, like the child that I don't care about at all. Yes, yes, of course. Good. Good. We would never cross the pale assassin. I am as pale as they come. <laughs> and I mean that by my heart. My not my heart is very pale in that I don't care about a lot of things, most things, everything. You understand? You get you do you understand me? Even though Kane knows he is uh phoning it in a bit. They 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 don't spot that. <laughs> they they are very like Yes, yeah, understood, Crystal. Yes, so we agree to everything. Agreed, done. Cool. They nod. So, how long do you think it'll take for you to kill King Renaforth Bennett? Well, I will have to come up with a plan tonight. So, that's out of the question. It won't be tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, he almost slips up and starts like, talking about tavern responsibilities like making sure all the beds are made and he's like mm, tomorrow i will head out and it will be one more week of this accursed black sun and then the king's soul will be sacrificed and we will be free and they nod and say yes obviously lives are being lost though so if you can do it any sooner i will work as fast as i can do you think I can just teleport to the king and just hit him in the head with... I, I don't know what I'm going to use yet, but it takes time to travel, okay? I can't just whew, be there. Yes, of course. We, we don't know the full extent of your powers. I will work as fast as the pale assassin can, and sometimes that's quick, sometimes that's slow. There are circumstances you have to understand. I know people are dying. You don't have to tell me that. Like I'm a, a, a fool? <sighs> We're sorry. Of course. Of course. Take your time. It's just kind of like rattling the blood vials together, like clanking them together a little bit. He's having a real good time with this. <laughs> they, they are shaking, yeah. And, and you feel like you probably haven't given a performance like this in years, probably since you traveled with a troupe, you know? Yeah. And, and did some old plays. Yeah, in the back of my head, or in the back of Kane's head, he's just like, if only the stage could have this. But he, he understands that this is, uh, this is, I think half of his head is in reality, and the other half is like, ooh, I'm, I'm loving this performance I'm giving. So, the, the taller one reaches into his vest and pulls out a small little flask. Says, well... If there's ever been a time to drink, it's now. And he pours a little into the big mug you handed uh, the shorter man. Do, do you have anything in front of you? Uh, no, he's just been sitting there in front of, like, he's not drinking anything. Okay. The tall man, like, looks around, sees an empty glass on a nearby table, reaches over and puts it in front of you and pours a little bit in there. Kane kind of, like, looks at it for a second and, and uh, just shakes his head and says i have a job to do all right i don't know if you've you've heard anything about me i don't have time for this you want this done quick i can't be uh drinking down any of this poison and i'm not saying it's poison i'm just referring to the substance as as a poison of the mind sorry sorry 
he uh, grabs the cup in front of you, holds it up. The shorter man holds his up too. For Cortia. Kane lifts up the blood vial and like taps it against their thing. The shorter man lifts his glass and looks at you as, as you do that in gulps. For, for the good of the kingdom. Of course. They slowly pull it back and take sips as they both keep their eyes on you the whole time and set their glasses down. Do the two of you plan to stay here or are you leaving? Yeah, we're going to leave. I, I deem that to be a wise decision. This place is full of criminals. Roll a deception check at disadvantage. Because <laughs> as, as you say this and they kind of look around, they see a bunch of people who are very tired and sick, look look like broken families a bit. But yeah, roll roll at disadvantage. Deception. It's 12. 12. Not not terrible. Uh, they, they look over at these so-called uh, criminals. A lot of people sleeping who they do look worse for wear. But they, they don't look like criminals, really. Marcus is under the table, and he sees you all looking over at him. And he gives like a, uh, as he's just <laughs> digging into the bottom. I love and it. they like look at him for a minute and stop. And like, mm, yes, criminals. The nastiest. You wouldn't believe it. But you've got to watch yourself in this place. That's all I got to say. Hmm. Well, we will be off, but... The deal is made? The deal is made indeed. And after tonight, I will have a plan that will save so many lives. The men nod, get up, and walk out the tavern. As the door opens, that familiar freezing chill blows through. Uh, A few people in the tavern are like, Come on, opening the door twice in one day? What the hell? And do not seem happy about the cold coming through. Kane doesn't respond to the, the uproar at all when normally he would to like calm everybody. He's still got to pretend. I don't know any of these people. Yeah, and the two men leave almost as quickly as they came in. Kane, um, he, he gets up and he takes the blood vials and he's just like, everything's kind of starting to settle in a little bit. And he's like, ah, and he kind of goes behind the bar. He doesn't know where to put them, so he puts it down. For some reason, where all the other drinks are, which is at this point right now, it's just water. And just closes the cabinets and hopes he never has to see those vials again. And and just kind of like starts shaking a little bit. Like, how how am I supposed to kill the king? Paces around a little bit. All his body language looks very different from how it normally looks. Like, he looks very just shaken up. Yeah. Most people don't seem to take notice of it. Karen, the human woman you talked to earlier, does, though. And she, she walks over to you. Kane, is everything all right? Uh, uh, of course. Of course everything is all right. I, um, well, I need to go hunting for food. And I'm just, th- I'm just a little stressed right now. I'm thinking I don't have a weapon or, or any kind of hunting tool. Not so much a weapon. Weapon sounds like I'm uh, going to injure someone, but more of like um, a hunting tool. I guess I'll just have to look through some of my supplies here in the tavern and, and see what I can whip up, but I'd just like to get some food for everyone. Uh, roll a deception check. Okay. Got a 22. She nods. It has been a while since we've eaten anything that isn't the stored rice you have. 
would be nice to have some meat. Yes, I agree. Some some meat that is of animal variety. I agree. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm just puzzled. Because uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to go about this. Well, I don't know. I don't really have anything. You have some knives around, right? Mm, yes, knives. Very personal, but um, I'll figure it out, Karen. Karen, you just have a, a good night. She nods. Of course. Let me know if you need anything. Sure thing. And before I leave, do you mind looking after the people here while I'm out hunting? I, I don't know how long I'll be. You, you think it's going to be more than just a few hours? I want to come back with a lot. She nods. Kane, you're going to come back, right? I don't imagine a situation I would put myself in where I didn't come back. So of course, of course I'll be back. She nods. Promise me you'll be safe, but yeah, yeah, I'll watch over it. And, and more importantly, watch over Marcus. I, I don't even know what he's doing over there. He's, he's had a knife for the last few minutes. Just I don't, I, He's carving God on... Uh, just, I don't know what, into the table. Just make sure that, you know... He's, uh, somebody's teaching him to be right. She nods. Okay, I can do that. Kane, um, kind of shuffles around the tavern. Um, I imagine he's got, like, his own private room. Yeah. He kind of, uh, just shuffles up there, like, hoping none of the guests will talk to him or anything like that. And he he goes into his room looking around for, for things to, uh, help him on this journey that he, again has no plan for at this point. Roll uh, an investigation check. Okay. I got a 16. Okay. Uh, you you look around for things that could help you on your journey. You know, you grab basic things like a pack, some, some warm clothes that, you know, you've given a lot of warm clothes to people here, but obviously you've kept some for yourself otherwise you'd be dead. But you know, a few rations that you pack away, some rope, different different useful things. Uh, as for weaponry, you know, most of the knives you have here are the butter variety. <laughs> you had some sharper ones before, but a lot of them kind of got jacked up uh, when, when one of the groups left. Either were ruined a bit in fights or stolen from you. You do come across a hammer. A pretty sizable one. You've used it before to fix things around. But we're not talking Thor's hammer here. It's just sort of to uh, fix her up kind of hammer. Probably like a little in between. Okay. Almost mallet-like. Okay. And I mean, I you know, Thor's hammer isn't a giant, giant hammer. Right. You know, it, it's but it's still got a some meat thing. to it. And yeah, it's got less, far less meat than than Thor's hammer. Right. But it's it's a little more than just the basic one that gets in nails it seems multi-purpose okay usually what you've used it for in the past is when like your fence in front of your house or in front of your tavern kind of gets mucked up to hammer back in post to the ground right um i imagine kane is looking down at this and he's just like i have to kill a king with something like this and he's just kind of like gulps and is just is there could there be like a window in his room yeah i'd say you are the tavern owner right Uh, so he's you probably want a window he's just sort of like holding it in his hand like near his chest like almost cradling it 
And he's just looking out the window like, I have to kill the king with a hammer. <sighs> Whatever gets the job done, I suppose. And he kind of puts it away in his pack. With uh, all the thoughts of the future that you have fallen into, you, you, you continue to pack up, finding anything that you think will be useful and that you can feasibly carry along with you. So as far as your next steps, uh, being a human, uh, or rather being a person in Cortia, that the king would be in the capital, right. which the capital city of Cortia is in fact called Cortia. You are in a small town called uh, Eliafor. It is about two, two days travel from the capital city. That's by foot. Two days travel, okay. So Kane was somewhat fair in saying that it was going to take him a, a bit to travel to where the king would be. Yeah. Maybe not a full week worth, but... Yeah. I'd say after collecting anything that would help him, Kane leaves his like private quarters and... Uh, goes down back downstairs um is marcus still like under the table messing around at this point marcus has left his spot at the table he just dropped the knife on the floor uh and walked away from it and now he's kind of like walking on the stage with his arms out like just on the edge of it trying to keep his balance okay kane comes up and you know kane's pretty strong larger larger fella comes up just grabs Marcus before he inevitably is going to fall off the stage, picks him up, sets him down in front of him, and just sort of like leans down at his eye level. Marcus, I'm I'm going to go uh, hunting for a bit. I'm, I might be gone for a couple of days. Karen is going to look after the place, but I will be back, okay? So I, I don't want to come back to this place torn to pieces. You behave yourself. Make it easy on Karen. I uh, I will just be gone for a couple of days, and I'll be back with delicious food. He nods. You prom you promise you'll come back? Absolutely. I wouldn't leave unless I thought I would be back. This tavern is as much a part of me as my eyeball or uh, my my ears or my hands. And, and I wouldn't want to leave these people behind, including you, Marcus. He nods. Okay. All right. So you're going to be good while I'm gone, right? He gives you a nod. Okay. Well, I best be going. Well, I can't think of anything else to tell you, Marcus, but I do hope you're well while I'm gone. See you again, friend. He kind of pats his head. He gives you like a, a very shallow smile, obviously with what's been going on and what he has personally lost. Seeing the person who has kind of filled in as some sort of parental figure leave is, is definitely challenging for him. But in this impermanent world, uh, what else can he do? Right. With that, Kane starts heading towards the doors. This time, instead of ignoring everybody, is like, just for a moment, I'm going to open the doors. If you guys have any questions, anything you need taken care of, refer them to Karen. I will be gone for a little bit, little bit, and I will be back with food. And maybe the sun will be out. I can't promise that second thing, but the first thing for sure is going to happen. He starts to get a little nervous after he says that. He's like, 
can't, can't, well, I can't, can I guarantee anything? When you say the thing about the sun, uh, you hear a few chuckles. One, one of the men says, You told some tall tales, Kane, but <laughs> that is easily the tallest. Well, I didn't say I was going to bring the sun back. I just was being optimistic, you know? The sun could totally c- come back. There's no response after that. <laughs> All right, it's been great, everyone, but I'm off. And he kind of just turns around and opens up the doors. Freezing cold hits his face, and uh, the doubt sinks in. Yeah, you you step out. You know you know the protocol. Quickly close behind you as, as not to let those suffer who are trying to stay warm. But the yeah the bitter chill spikes across. Uh, I, I imagine you've wrapped yourself up in like a scarf. Oh yeah, <laughs> and trying to have his little skin. Kane's like tightening it as he gets more and more outside and the doors are shut but even with all that it is still a bitter bitter chill you you step out and hear the crunch of nearly frozen snow beneath your feet you don't know what time of day it is most of the people in your tavern kind of lost track of time uh, after after probably about a week or so Mm. counting the hours you you find uh was sort of pointless but yeah you 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 step out into the cold and then start walking. Do I know, does Kane know where he's going? I, I imagine this is probably a trip Kane has made in his life before. Okay. As, as you know, you have a tavern a few days outside of the capital city. You've probably made some trips for supplies in the past. Or maybe when he was in his yeah. uh, little acting troupe, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely then. Yeah. Okay. So you, you would know. I mean, there is, you know, the main road, what's, what's called the King's Road. That's certainly the easiest and mo- most traveled uh, way to get there. How secure is that hat of his? Is that something I would know or something you would know? I imagine like your horns kind of poke in the top, yeah. which kind of keeps it stationary a-, a little bit. Okay. But with the wind, you know. Yeah, I imagine Kane's a little nervous about that because if he loses the hat, he doesn't have much else to cover the horns with. So would you like to take the main road to get there or kind of search some back paths you know make your own path through a forest area i think kane is going to be realistically concerned about the people he's going to meet on the main road given the times that everybody's living in and even like the the back ways he's just probably thinking like i'm gonna i'm gonna find weirder people back there so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that he he's gonna go his own way maybe through the forest like you were saying Okay, so not take any sort of yeah. formed path. Yes. Just kind of m- almost move between paths in a certain yeah, way yeah. and then just blaze through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's what is his safest... Because he, he's probably not going to want to fight any more than what his, his you know job is. All right, so y- you set off kind of dodging between the roads, um, mostly trying to... Be on a track that you know no one would take. You've heard the main road definitely not being the safest in this time as, as some bandits lay in wait there for, for unfortunate souls to steal whatever they may have on them. So so you, you move through trees. I'll have you make a survival check. Okay. Did a 15 on that. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Cool, cool. You're, you're able to move pretty well through the forest. You know, you're you're used to making these long walks, even if they aren't that cold back in your troop days you you may have had some carriages but you're probably doing a lot of 
lot of the walking. And, and you've probably also had to dodge your way around certain towns if maybe your troop fell out of favor with the Lord. Mm. So, so finding these walkable back ways that aren't, you know, distinct paths is kind of natural to you. It is very cold, though. As, as I walk through this, this path of my own, are there any, like, animals nearby? Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. Got a 15 on perception. Not that you see. Okay. You you get the feeling a lot of animals probably died once the cold hit, not having migrated in time or or just not being equipped for the cold. I will say with a 15, in the distance, you do hear a far-off howl. Okay. Like a wolf or I don't really know. Like a wolf. Okay. Kane starts moving in the direction of that sound. Okay. <laughs> you, you start moving towards the howl. Uh, it's... So where you are, you're like north of the capital city. So you've kind of just been moving south. Mm. This puts you off to the west a little bit. You're still able to travel kind of south, but you you know that if you were to continue this way, you would you would miss the city altogether. But yeah, you you head that way for probably about 20, 30 minutes. A howl comes a few more times. Direction kind of changing with each time as if this this wolf is moving as well. Do you continue to follow it? Um, if it sounds closer, Kane goes after it, but like only under the mental little like promise to himself that he'd, he'd do this for, you know, just a little bit longer. You know, he's not going to commit to it much longer. Okay. Roll a investigation check. Okay. Got a 19 on investigation. Nice. You are rolling so well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be bad when that luck runs out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would rather this be towards when we get to the, the capital. You follow... Follow the sound, and eventually you find prints, uh, paw prints of a wolf. And, and you look at them, and you look up, and you see in a little clearing is a wolf alone over what looks like a very, very frozen carcass of a deer. It's like biting at it, but its teeth almost like bounce off the flesh. Uh, you see it kind of like curl on it and <laughs> like almost try to warm this deer's body with its own fur to uh, be able to get at any of the meat. I will just have Kane use uh, speak with animals, of course, to talk to this wolf. Okay. Uh, are you just walking up to the creature? It hasn't noticed you yet. As, as with your investigation, you were able to kind of see it from a distance. With uh, kind of like um, how he like kneels down to be at eye level with Marcus, so that you know he's not like constantly looking down at him. He kind of kneels down, so when he knows the wolf will turn, they're at the same level, and then he whistles. Yeah, you you step out into the clearing and kneel down, and the wolf's ears perk up as you're, as as like the snow crunches behind you, and then they perk up even more as as the whistle busts through and it turns towards you, and starts stepping slowly at you. Wolf, do you know what is happening? And if not, do you know? Of the easiest way to the capital. Do you know what the capital is? I always forget how to talk to you guys. Hmm. It is cold. That is what I know. I could take you to a warm place if maybe you were to show me a path. Roll a animal handling check. Okay. I'll give you advantage because you're like talking to it. Yeah. Uh, you got a 12. Oh, Zyre, 17. Will there be meat? Not for a few days, but 
then yes, there will be meat and maybe sun. His ears perk when you say sun. You can bring back the sun. I was told that I may be able to bring the sun back, but whether or not it will happen, um, well, I, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, especially a cold wolf like you. Yeah, roll a... Gosh, what's the best thing to roll? At this point, you, you know, you've made a rapport with him as an animal. You're talking uh, to him. Make a persuasion check on this. Okay. Ooh, I got a nine. You can hear, like, his stomach rumble. I don't know that I can last that long. I need food now. Does Kane have any food on him? Uh, you, you would have some of your own rations. Probably enough for you to get to the capital and back. Nothing tasty. Is is any of the rations he has, could he, could he give like just a small amount, just enough to appease the wolf and, and to, you know, hopefully get this wolf to show him the, the quickest path? Do you like set it down and step away or have him try to eat it out your hand oh, or what? Eat it out of the hand. We got to be real cool about this. Okay. Uh, as you put your hand out, I want you to make an animal handling check. Okay. Got a 15 on that. Okay. <laughs> That'll be just good enough. Uh, yeah. He goes, he sniffs and takes a bite uh, of the rations and, and looks at you. For a little more, I can show you where you need to go. You seem very weak and tired, so I will agree to that. And he gives him just a little bit more of the rations. Okay. He eats some more. And, like, licks your hand for for the taste of anything. Roll uh, one final persuasion check. Okay. Got an 18 this time. He turns and says, I'll expect more on the journey. Otherwise, I'll have to find something else to eat. And he stares at you. No need to be coy there, Wolf. I, I know you're talking about me, but Kane takes off his hat a little bit, but... But tieflings don't taste very good. They don't taste good at all. But, worry not. No task will go unrewarded on our quest. And he puts the hat back on. He considers you for a few long moments. (laughs) Such a polite way to put it. (laughs) And he says, it only makes you look more like a buck. And turns and starts trotting forward. We're going to be good friends, Wolf. I can feel it. A lot of good chemistry here. It just kind of follows behind the wolf. So does any of that speed up his uh, ability to get there? Can you not really say? Yeah, so you you start following the wolf. And you had some decent ideas on paths to take, but he's able to move a little quicker. Hell yeah. Kind of blaze the path for you. There are certainly moments where you would stop as you were hiking on your own be like hmm what's the best direction you know but but he seems to know you know and and obviously as you guys set off he says you want to go to the big human city yes that one i have a very important job that will get you and i meet and again possibly the sun coming back up and yeah he uh leads you that way after a while your spell does wear off so oh i can't understand him uh, I think it's only like 10 minutes that you get the spell. Oh, that's at a time. so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, after a while, he 
we'll just give you like barks and some growls. You know, the moment it wears off, he barks and kind of like as you talk back to him, <laughs> you both recognize, oh. Yeah, it's it's worn off. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's able to lead you and, and you're getting through a little a little quicker. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, he does stop every few hours and kind of like look at you and growl towards your pack. Like he wants more rations? You get that vibe. Yeah. Kane would only give him more rations if it had been, like, a considerable amount of time. Like, if they had been going for, like, six hours, he would he would spare some more rations. Because that's a lot, of, a lot of moving. And he, you know, probably, at, like, stops a little more frequently than that. But, you know, not, not outrageous. Yeah. But, yeah, you guys move for a while. You, you do get to a point where you don't know how long it's been. It's hard to tell without the sun setting and rising but but you would feel tired and you know that if you were to go on any further you you would be moving into feeling exhausted mm. but obviously your accommodations here are not great grand yeah so it's basically like sleep out in the cold or like get exhausted and pass out in the cold is what you're saying um if you get exhausted uh essentially until you get a rest you'll have disadvantage on all ability checks. Okay. Is it possible that um, Kane might come across like a cave of some sort? You could do an investigation check. Okay. 17 on that. Yeah, you you look around. Uh, you probably, I also imagine, like look at the wolf and like try to communicate to him like, cave with like hand yeah. hand motions and whatnot he looks at you confused um but you can tell he too seems to be getting tired so you both both sniff out uh you know and, and look out for something and you've pretty much been walking through dense forest but you do come across like a little a little frozen stream with a bunch of rock formations mm. near it no deep cave by any means, but a few a few spots that probably have like a five foot little gap in it that's maybe about like four feet Something tall. Something's a shield from the wind. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for, for for now, Kane tries to set up this little spot and and rest. But does he have anything that could he could make a fire with? Yeah, yeah. I, I he would have taken like a fire starting kit. Okay. Well, I imagine he gets a, a little fire going. Um, this might like appease the wolf. I would imagine to to give the give him a little bit of heat and shelter. Yeah, I'll uh, have you make a survival check to see if you can get that fire started. Okay. Twenty one on that. Oh, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. You you know you take your flint and steel and your little fire starting stuff you you are able to get like a space in this little cave where there's no snow on the ground you don't get anything big going but you're able to start a flame put some put put enough like tinder and and some of the wood that you probably collect from tree branches to put on it 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 doesn't get big because it is all you know wet right <laughs> from being frozen but it's enough to warm you some it, it ends up being a lot of smoke oh uh, okay but but certainly some embers all right well i would say uh 
Kane and his wolf friend rest there. Maybe not the, uh, I mean, it's always night, but like, you know, uh, just for like five or six hours, if that's possible. Yeah, yeah. And that would constitute as a long rest. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, warmed by this fire, sit back in your little cave as as the wolf doesn't like curl next to you, but curls near near the flames. Roll a perception check. Okay. I got a 10 on that. You, uh, you don't hear anything, but you are awoken by the growling of the wolf. Oh, oh shit. Okay. You look up at him and you see that probably about 10 feet away from your little cave, there are four men standing in like a semicircle around it. Smoke was bad news. You get that sense. Okay. Can I get like a, a look at them? Like, do I know if they're human or anything? It, it's pretty dark and, you know, being in this like pretty dense wooded area, it's hard to see, but obviously because of your dark vision, you know, it, it's kind of like they're black and white. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot I had that. Yeah. Tieflings, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they all look to be human. Okay. They're wearing heavy furs and there are swords in their hand. One of them's holding a torch. They all wear like kind of beards that you, you assume they're probably normal colors like brown uh, or black, but they are so, so battered with frost that they almost appear to be white. Hmm. It's a creepy picture you're painting here, Rez. <laughs> One of them steps forward. How much do you like your life? I uh, I think just like anybody else, I, I, I value it quite a bit. Are you threatening me? No, I'm not threatening you. I'm giving you the greatest gift you've ever gotten. You walk out of here a new man. None of the things you have on you, of course. But you walk out of here all the same. Do you have any idea who I am? They look between each other. Do you know how many suckers on the road have said that to us? Everybody used to be somebody. I am the Pale Assassin! He kind of puts his arms out like he's presenting himself. He's fully committed to this. Roll a deception check. Okay. I'm gonna give you, uh, yeah, just, just deception. Okay, 17 on that. And then roll intimidation okay. at advantage. Uh, 24 on that. Okay. Yeah, so the first was to see if they bought the lie. The second is to see if it <laughs> scared them at all. <laughs> okay. They all clearly have heard the name the Pale Assassin. They seem chilled to the bone. It makes them feel colder than, than anything that the temperature outside could do. The Pale Assassin. I could kill you in a second. All of you. You wouldn't even know what happened to you. I could immobilize you. Your legs stripped from you and left to die in the cold, screaming at each other in pain. Can you imagine how terrible that would be? Now, you come in here and you come into my cave, and you threaten me, and you make my wolf get a little upset, a little unruly, you have to pay a price. And that price, well, as you put it, it doesn't have to be your life. What do you want from us? Well, what do you guys think? What is the best weapon there? that you have. I am packed full of weapons, but I like to take souvenirs. Just 
looked down at it and remember the fear I saw in the eyes of the people I killed, or in your case, gracefully and generously let live. Roll a persuasion check. An 11 on that. <laughs> they look at you and you're, the distance they are from you. They look at each other and they look at their weapons, which seem to be pretty nice. Either they were someone of importance before this and had nice weapons, or they killed someone of importance and now have nice weapons. They turn and bolt away from you as fast as they can. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I was really hoping Kane would be able to get a good weapon that wasn't the stupid hammer. But at least they didn't take all his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that ended up being a pretty nut positive. Yeah, I've been rolling good somewhat. Uh, I imagine Kane just kind of like is disappointed, like kind of feels like, you know, his performance, he failed as an actor in that last little part. He just he just sits back down and rests, but he doesn't he doesn't close his eyes. He just kind of looks at the wolf. Obviously not being able to communicate, but wondering if he should move on, if it's dangerous for him to stay here. You you rest a little longer, uh, and eventually you feel as if it's time to move on. So that means your long rest is completed, you heal back to full, which you're already at full, and you get all your spells back. Oh, cool, cool. The wolf gives you his knowing look of, like, feed me, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say after the excitement of the night, I mean, again, it's always night, but he gives some more of the rations. But this time, you know, they developed a little bit of a relationship. He gives the wolf maybe more rations than he should, than what's probably responsible for him to do. You, I mean, and, and after you do that, you look through what you have. You you packed probably for, you know, what would be like a six-day journey. Mm, okay. In between what you have eaten for yourself and the wolf has eaten, you, you've probably gotten through about two two days. So about about twice as much as you... <laughs> had expected i would say um i know it, the day is just the rest has just finished but uh and i just got this spell back but uh, i want to use the talking with animals again and kane kneels down again respectfully to the wolf and and says we've been the path that we've gone has been uh, excellent so far but um if we could find uh, just a small town before we get to the big one do you know any of small human places before we get to the big human place back before the cold there were some parts that whenever i got near i'd be chased off close to the big place yes i i don't know if you saw there wolf but people fear me so you have my protection if we go near one of those places he eyes you up and down Zeddy doesn't say anything yeah he just makes a little growl <laughs> And then heads off. Okay. Yeah, I would say Kane, Kane doesn't have anything more to add to that. Just tags along. You uh, you guys continue to walk through just different back ways uh, th that aren't official paths. Eventually, you are away from forest areas, but the wolf kind of leads you by a, by a frozen riverbank that, you know, certainly maybe back in the day got a lot of travel through ships and boats, like moving up and down it. Uh, for for transportation of goods, but now it is a big old nothing. Uh, so you're able to move along the embankment, kind of hidden in shadow. Okay. A fair amount of time passes. Feels like hours. It's it's hard to fully get a grasp on on how long exactly. After a while, you see a few small buildings in the distance. You you get the sense that the trip. He's probably nearing nearing the destination a little faster than what you 
had assumed it would. Mm. Seems like the wolf, the wolf knows the world uh, maybe a little better than humans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would say Kane just keeps moving towards those buildings in the distance. You approach it. You see. You see, it's not really a town. At least not a big town. It seems to be like six buildings total. One of them looks like a tavern. Three of them kind of look like residential houses. Do the places look lived in? Like, does it look like there's any kind of life to this place? At the moment, no. Okay. Uh, at least from the distance you're at. There are no lights coming from any of them. I think um, Kane's going to want to sneak into this place. He's, he's getting some like like chills down his spine about like the eeriness of it. So he's gonna he's gonna want to come in quiet. Yeah, roll a stealth check. Okay, six. I got a six. You know, you pink panther <laughs> uh, sneak your way there, but it's just like crunch, 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 crunch uh, as you're moving along. You're just you're trying to like tiptoe, but that's just putting so much pressure on that one spot in the snow that just makes loud, loud crunching sounds. But yeah, you sneak up by the houses. Can uh, can you, like peek in through the window, see if there's yeah, anybody? Yeah, roll a perception check. Got an 18 on perception. Yeah, you look through one of the windows, completely abandoned. No one seems to be in there. It, it seems like it was picked clean. Okay. As you look through the window, you see the front door is like off the hinge. Like somebody kicked it in. Yeah, you can kind of see back outside through it. Okay. You know, I feel like Kane would go towards the familiar once he sees the house is like pretty much clean and it looks like signs of, of bandits had come in. He'd, he'd want to check the tavern out, see if uh, maybe it's similar to where he was, where some people sought shelter there. Yeah, you, you walk over to the tavern. As you get close, you see it too has the front door completely kicked open. Okay. So is this the case for pretty much every building here? Like this whole place has been kind of just torn apart? Yeah. Okay. Can Kane just walk into the tavern anyway just to see if there's anything at all left behind? Yeah. You uh, you walk in. Roll a investigation check. Okay. Imagine you're kind of like looking around. To yeah, I would say more than food, signs. Kane is trying to find a better weapon than this hammer. Seven on investigation. Yeah. You you start looking around. As far as the weapon front, you're you're not really able to find anything. You see at this point the frost and, and the snow and the ice has moved into the building through the shattered windows and the broken door. You look around on the floor and you see like these kind of big sticks that that are, that are white. And as you pick them up and look closer, you realize these aren't just frostbitten sticks. The, these are bones. Oh. Okay. You uh, keep searching around and and you look behind the tavern and you see a few round objects piled in a little lump behind the bar. Okay. Uh, I definitely would want to investigate that. Yeah, you lean over to it. uh, And it's very dark in here, but with your tiefling eyes, you can see what looks back on you are human faces. Frozen, frozen by the cold. All severed from the body. Okay. Um, Kane probably just immediately just tries to avert his gaze from that. Like, does not want to fucking look at that shit. So, backs up a bit and um, just tries to see if there's like any crates around, unopened crates. Is there anything like that? You look around, you can't find anything. You, You see that there's a door to the basement. And it's closed. It doesn't seem locked, but it does seem frozen. Mm. Uh, so you have to kind of like, you know, slam your shoulder against it. Have a roll of strength check. Okay. Ba-boom. Oh, 
It's a five. Yeah, you bump your shoulder against it, but nothing happens. Could I try a spell? Sure. Would Thunder Wave be good for uh, me? You get the sense that that might be <laughs> something that would work. Okay, yeah. I can't trust Thunder Wave. Yeah. You cast the spell. Roll for damage on it, so it's going to be 2d8. Eight. Yeah, so just this booming force comes from around you. Uh, the wolf like was kind of standing nearby you. I imagine you were like, all right, back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it moved back and just a boom comes from around you. The sound kind of echoes out of the tavern, uh, but the door flies off and bounces down the staircase. Kane is like, after seeing those heads, is like just spooked out of his mind, but wants to find anything he can to help with his uh, quest. So he, he goes down to investigate. Yeah, you go down, you see more more bones. You see there's a table down here with what looks like part of a human carcass. Still sitting there or on the table? On the table. Okay. Uh, in it, it, there's a short sword dug like into the table, like as if that was being used to cut this carcass open. You, you get the sense from this place that some looters early on who, who got hungrier than they re- really should have uh, they ate the people. Yeah, decided to resort to eat the people. Okay. Well, as disgusted as he is, I imagine he would uh, try to get his hands on that short sword. Yeah. All right. Roll a strength check to try to pull it out. Oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty wedged in there and cold. Okay. Got an eight on that. Yeah. It. It. You're able to get it out. It does take you a pretty long while. Uh, in general... Your excursion in this house has probably lasted about like 45 minutes. Damn. Where on a better day, a stronger day for Kane, you know, he could have gotten the door open quicker. Less cold day. Pulled this out. Yeah. But, you know, you take your time back and forth like, you know, and and eventually it gets a little wiggle and you're able to pull it free. Hell yeah. Got something that's not a hammer now. Like what's like the size of the short sword? Probably about two feet long. Okay. Two to three feet long, yeah. Um, is there like a, a safe spot for him to stow it away where it's not like obvious, but it's like also not going to like, you know, fall off him and maybe hurt the wolf or hurt him? I mean, you could try to secure it to your belt. Okay. Yeah. I'd imagine you just do a loop. You want to be careful and, and mind it some, you know? Yeah. And you get the feeling if you sprint with it on your belt loop, that might hit the back of your leg, which could be bad. Yeah. But. Okay, cool. I would say with this discovery... Kane would uh, start heading out of this creepy, just like place that's just—I mean, probably haunted as fuck now. And he just—he's just getting out of there. Okay. So I will say, around this time, Kane would be feeling that same like, if I don't stop now, I'm, I'm going to be pretty exhausted. Okay. He's not going to sleep in the basement, but I imagine he would try to go upstairs and find like a room that's not got any bodies in it. Like it's just. Still a creepy place, but there's not any leftovers from whatever happened. Yeah, it takes a few rooms before you find that, but eventually you do find one. And it's cold, much colder than what your tavern is uh, when it has a nice fire going. Hmm. And I imagine your tavern, you also did a bunch of things to kind of reinforce around the windows to maintain maximum warmness, warmness, but here that's not the case. But certainly better than outside. Is that going to affect the resting at all? or I'll have you make a survival check okay. as you rest. And if you get over a threshold, you'll be okay. Uh, I got a nine on survival. Yeah, so you are able to get half of your spells back. 
Okay. We'll call it for this long rest. So you, you don't get all of them, but 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 uh, you'll get half. So you use two, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so animals, one. and so you you only get one back. Okay. But yeah, you rest. The night passes without incident. Cool. Because I was really I was waiting for like a monster to come out there, Raz. I was I was waiting for something spooky, like you to tell me like it wasn't actually people eating people. It was this disgusting monster in this basement. Maybe it still is. Oh my anyway, God. you you head down and, and you hear just the movement of, of the wolf on the lower floor. As, as you walk into the main tavern area, you see him like gnawing on some of the bones, trying to like break them out and, and get to the marrow. Ugh. As soon as you're up, he like looks at you with that knowing, give me my rations look. Right. I mean, Kane's got no choice. He's got to appease his, his like little almost like spirit guide. Uh, so he gives them some more of the rations, about the same as he did the last time they woke up from resting. Yeah, he eats it quickly and kind of gives you a look like more. Um, I'm going to cast uh, Speaking with Animals again, okay. just so he can have like a real talk instead of just looks. Um, once it's it's cast, uh, Kane again kneels down like he always does and he's like, listen, I give you any more of this, um, we're both gonna freeze to death because we're gonna get hungry and tired but trust me when i say there'll be meat at the end of this journey of ours roll a persuasion check okay 19 on persuasion he kind of grumbles and says you said that two sleeps ago but i will trust you remember when i get hungry i'll eat what i want that is fair but just hold out on me a little bit longer we're we're almost there aren't we Yes. Uh, he kind of, he just leans forward and, and pets the wolf, or tries to anyway. Yeah, make that animal handling for that. 20 on animal handling? You like put your hand out, and he moves back for a second, but then he kind of leans into it and lets you pet him. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this wolf's like my best friend now. <laughs> and then he turns and walks out the door. And it, it, like, kind of stops and looks back and waits for you. Kane, of course, follows and is, uh, is is ready for the next part of his quest, the next part of his journey. I keep wanting to say day, but keeps wanting to say like ready for the day, but there's no day. It's night. There is no day. It is all night. He leads you along. You you find at this point it's much it, it's much harder to take an unseen, unknown route as you were kind of getting very close to the capital and everything kind of opens up more. Mm. It's all farmland which is now dead and frozen that kind of leads a very wide open path but as you look around it does not seem like people are really nearby here can i just sort of like double check and make sure that there's nothing odd as i'm getting closer to a more like you know open area like you're saying yeah roll a perception check okay i got a 17 on that yeah you look around you don't see lights anywhere for for a good ways out Given this kind of flat land of, of farms that, that, you know, surrounds the capital, you, you're, you would be able to see pretty far. Okay. And, and you're not really seeing any flickering of light until, until you look uh, ahead towards the south, where you start to see lights kind of lining higher in the sky. You can't really make out anything, but, but the assumption is that ahead of you must be the King's Keep. Still a good ways out, but you're you're able to start seeing that light in the dark. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, Kane just keeps moving towards it, uh, being a little bit cautious, like you know, 
Anything could jump out at any moment, and he wants to be ready. Yeah, so stealth. Okay. I got a 10 on stealth. I've been doing bad with stealth tonight. Yeah. This evening. You you move across, though, and, and nothing seems to really take notice of you, mostly because, to your understanding, nothing is really there. But but you, you move closer and closer to the King's Keep, which which does, even though you could see those lights in the distance, it, it does take a while to get there. Right. But but yeah, eventually eventually you get uh, get right up to this massive stone stone keep. Walls surround tall towers, and and you see that there are kind of like a smattering of buildings uh, around the keep. You know that the the keep itself is is a relatively new addition to the capital city. Uh, the royal the royal family used to live somewhere else, but they they decided to start kind of building up this area okay. uh, as it was a very good hub for trade. And it's probably part of why you settled on having a tavern nearby because just right. lots of people come here for it. So yeah, you you are able to get up to the these walls. Uh, there's like no sign of really anybody. From where you are, no, you don't see anyone. You see, you know, it seems like there's walkways along the walls. Okay. And on different, like, towers. You don't see people, but you do see the light of torches. Okay, so it couldn't be burning that long or else they'd be out. Yeah. Okay. Is there a way for Kane to get up to those walkways? Uh, You could certainly try to climb it. It is pretty sheer. Yeah, and it's cold. Probably icy. Yeah. Okay. How icy are these walls? Yeah, you, you can put a hand up to it, and you feel it, and it, it's slick. Okay. I was, I was like, about to say just try to, like, break the wall open, but I guess that would be sort of grand, <laughs> like a grand entrance for somebody who's not very skilled. He's going to want to be sneaky. Is there anything else he could potentially do, like, in the area to get get where he needs to go? From where you are? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you could try to climb, but obviously that would be... I'd be rolling a disadvantage. Yeah. You could you could look around, just walk around and, and see other if there are other entrances. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll uh, I'll do that. Just just uh, kind of stroll around the wall and see if there's any way to get in. And presumably you're trying to do it quietly. Yes. All right. So now that you are here at the castle, I'll have you roll another stealth check. Okay. Got a fourteen on that one. Okay. Getting better at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not amazing, but yeah, you creep around the wolf is at your heels just following following your lead you eventually get to what you imagine is the entrance for this keep you see a gate that is closed and a little house like not even a house but like a shack next to it okay with a little light coming out of it can Kane sneak over to that little uh little house yeah stealth again i'm gonna say this is still your okay Last one, yeah. But, okay. but with that, you are able to sneak over to it. Okay. Could he like peek inside, see if there's anybody there? Yeah. So you go over to the shack, kind of peek in. There, there is a window, like into it, and you see three men, presumably guards, sitting around, shivering, uh, playing cards. Would Kane have like a good relationship with sort of the? like the government of this world or how would they have potentially treated tieflings in the past or even his just his tavern when they didn't know he was a tiefling so kane's interaction with with people as he's tried to hide being a tiefling has been okay okay you know obviously being a tavern owner 
does not normally get you any sort of notice by government officials as long as you're paying your taxes. Right. As far as tieflings, you know, there there's a reason Kane hides being a tiefling. Right. There are certainly tieflings who are very well accepted into society, but there is a judgment there knowing knowing the background uh, of tieflings comes from, you know, humans consorting with demon and devil right. type alike. Okay. Um, I don't think he would want to, like, attack these guards. I think he would mm-hmm. want to try to create some sort of distraction. Is there something he can grab and, like, throw in the opposite direction and make a noise, like some Metal Gear stuff? Your hammer? I guess I could throw that now that I, uh, j- I have the short sword. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to throw the hammer. Okay. So you throw it to, like, the other side of... Yeah, just in any direction where, you know, uh, I think they'd hear that and go, ooh, we should check that out. You throw it. I imagine it'll make the most noise if it hits uh, the wall at some point. So you throw it to a far off point in the wall. Make a strength check. Okay. That's another thing I've been pretty bad with. 17. That's good, yeah. You toss it and you just hear the clang, 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 clang. Probably about like 30 feet down from where you are. Mm. You hear like from inside the cabin, all of their movement just stop. And then, you know, some whispers like, what was that? Should should we go check it out? And you hear a few chairs move uh, and the door open. And and you see on the other side, uh, two men start walking towards where the sound came from swords drawn make a stealth check as you're kind of hiding behind okay boom 16 nice the the men continue towards where the noise came from uh but only two of them have come out so there's there's still one inside yeah okay what was um what was silent image again you can make an image that looks like whatever it cannot make a noise though i am gonna use that okay and what are you making uh, I'm going to make a very attractive, scared woman to approach the like the little shack thing, and then upon seeing the guard, run away. <laughs> okay. So your spell save DC is 13. If he rolls above a 13, he'll notice it's an illusion. <sighs> okay. So yeah, this this attractive, scared young woman, huh? Not as covered in furs as someone actually walking around. Right, yeah, there's something would there's be some, right. There's something off about it, like Yeah. Like something ghostly about it. She steps up and then runs away. And you hear him say, Wait, miss Miss, let me help you and you hear him jogging out the door. Yes. So there there are no guards. I mean two of them are probably about four uh, 30, 30 or so feet away from the gate. And then one is chasing after this silent image uh, the other way. Who leaves no footprints uh, or, or makes any sound. What a but, dumb guard. He's probably just so cold he can't think right. Yeah, I think that's what most people are like in this time. I'm going to say that Kane wants to sneak into the shack and see if he can find any clues as to what to do about this gate that he needs to get through. Okay. You jump in and I'll have you roll an investigation check. Okay. I got a 15. Okay, that's pretty good. You look around, you don't see anything in this shack that, like, obviously would open the gate. Right. You do see a set of keys sitting on the table. Okay. I would say I'm going to take those keys. They might come in handy later. Anything else that I see? You know, you see a little box that's open. It seems like there's a little bit of food in there that these guards have been eating. 
Where is the wolf at this point? Has he ditched me? The wolf is, I'd imagine he is just outside. Okay. I feel bad. Kane, Kane feels bad about this, but he takes the food, mainly to appease the wolf uh, and, and fix their ration situation. Okay. Roll a perception check. Okay. 14 on perception. You hear the men that went to investigate the hammer being like, what the hell's a hammer doing here? And it seems like they're heading back. Okay. I'm going to cast Speaking with Animals real quick. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try to sneak out of the shack without the guards noticing. Okay. Uh, should, I, should I roll stealth on that? Yeah. Roll stealth check. Got an 18 on stealth. Yeah, you are able to kind of pass back around. Once I'm out, I imagine I'm reunited with the wolf outside. Mm -hmm. I say that like we've been away from each other for for just hours, but it feels that way. I kneel down and I'm like, listen, wolf, if you know my scent, wait for me to come back out of this place and I will get you your meat. But until then, you should wait out here because you would be in a lot of danger coming with me. Uh, roll a persuasion check. Okay. 23 on that. He nods and says, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I, I cast speaking with animals for okay. <laughs> but I guess I had to communicate. <laughs> so at this point, the uh, guards get back to the front. They look in. They see their friend gone. They look out and, and see in the distance two figures, one chasing another. Darren, what you doing? And the guard, who seems to be named Darren, stops and turns back and says, There's a girl here trying to help her. The two guards will kind of move in that direction, trying to communicate with Darren. Okay. So now all three are gone again? Yeah. One of them kind of like jogs over to Darren. The other seems to be like standing kind of between between them and and the shack like not wanting to move too far away from his post as to abandon it but still like out there shivering being like what the fuck is going on like why why is darren out there running can uh i investigate the keys to see if there's anything maybe written on them that would give me an idea of what they're for just taking a quick glance uh there's nothing really written okay on them I will let you like in, investigate your surroundings. I imagine at this point, like they've all moved to the side of the shack you're on. Do you try to like slip back to the other side, like out of their sight, or? Uh, yeah, I would definitely want to be out of their sight. I'll let you use that eighteen because good rolls deserve to be used for more than one thing. Thank you, appreciate that, Reg. As as I'll make bad rolls <laughs> work for more than one thing, but yeah, you're able to move to the other side. You you look around. You see, there's the big gate. Next to it, there is a a little like door. Okay. Then yeah, definitely Kane's gonna wanna check out check that door out. See if the keys he has are gonna let him in. If it's locked. Okay. You uh sneak over the door, try to open it. It you know it's locked. Okay. I definitely try the keys. Okay. Uh, there are four keys. I will have you roll a d4. To see if you get the right one. Uh, got a one. Okay. You try the first key over, turn it, and it clicks open. Yeah, first try, and I get in. Sweet. You open the door, probably, you know, I imagine to close it right behind you. Yeah. You you see right in front of you is just like a staircase that goes up in spirals. Uh, is there anything else besides the staircase? No. Okay. Just the staircase. Then uh, the only way is to, uh, to go up, so Kane goes up the stairs. You move up the stairs, and you get to the top, and you see you are now on, like, the railing of the wall. 
like the walkways of the wall. As you get out here, you see like a giant lever, which seems to be attached to the gate that if, if pulled will open the main gate. Okay. Um, and then you also just see like the walkways surrounding the keep on the inside. The next place available for me to go are the walkways? Yeah. I mean, you could open the gate, but you know, yeah. you know. I don't really need to at this <laughs> you point. Don't need to. So you you could get on the walkways and move across those. Okay, I'd want to do it sneaky, so those guards weren't you know just happen to look up and see. All right, roll uh, roll stealth check. Got a ten on that. <laughs> Back to bad rolls. You move along, but it, it's a little slippery up here. I will say those guards at this point kind of seem to be too caught up in their own thing. Right. How long is that? Is that am I casting that like illusion of the woman running? How long does that go for? It's a good question. Up to ten minutes. Okay, so I've got a while before they realize that they've been they've been duped. Yeah. Okay. You uh, at this point, like, I'd say like, because can't really see it. <laughs> you don't have full control, but I imagine you gave it the order of like, yeah, just run. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you you start sneaking around the upper edges of of the walkway. The walkway is in like a. You don't know exactly how many sides, but some sort of hexagon, octagon, you know, pattern. Right. That you're able to move across. And each kind of point has like a tower and there's a little torch at it. As you're moving along, you walk into one of those tower areas and you were a little too loud. As soon as you step forward and look, you see a guard who turns towards you and and sees you sneaking along what what are you doing here How, how'd you get up here who are you i stumbled up here looking for heat and shelter it was um this is just a mistake that i'm up here am i not supposed to be up here roll a deception check okay. at, at disadvantage as he's a very untrusting guy okay oh shit five he pulls his sword out you have two seconds to jump off the way you came or else I'll take you to the king to be beheaded. Cain draws his short sword and says, I will be the one beheading the king tonight, for I am the pale assassin. And he's hoping this will intimidate the guard, but he doesn't, because he doesn't want to fight this guard. He doesn't want to hurt this guard. Roll uh, an intimidation check. Got a 10. He laughs and jumps at you with his sword roll uh roll initiative okay got a 22 on that okay he has an eight so you get to act first in combat okay can i use the invisibility now and try to like run away uh you could definitely use invisibility okay i'm just gonna go invisible and run away okay yeah he's coming at you with this sword like above his head yelling and swings it you just touch your chest and vanish then uh run off you hear his sword clank against the ground as he's like where'd you go coward fiend i will get you and kind of like looks around for you but uh seemingly has has lost your trail kane's heart is like just racing at this point i imagine he's just like oh i I, i'm really committed to this i'm gonna have to kill somebody tonight okay where are you going (laughs) what are my options right now so you're on the, the walkway, and you look down into like the keep area. You see about you see five towers attached to a bigger building, and five towers like jut off of it. 
There is one in the middle that seems to be taller than the rest. Mm. I will go towards the taller one. As soon as you turn invisible, you would see that there's a staircase in the little tower area with the torch that you were in. Right. Uh, so you could probably move down that or else, you know, jump. Um, I'll move down that. Okay. Yeah. You head down the steps uh, and you see this one doesn't lead to a door on the outside. It just leads into kind of the square area right. or the keep area. As you're jogging invisibly along, you hear the ringing of a bell, like, dung, 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 dung. Intruder! Intruder! What do you do? Um, still invisible. So I imagine I, uh, Kane is going to keep heading in the direction. He's just going to be like, just beeline it. Like, the quicker this is done, the quicker I can get out of here and get back to my tavern and pretend this never happened. You uh, continue along. And then start heading towards the keep. You see guards, like, a few guards start coming out of different doorways and coming off their posts. And a few yell, we need to get to the king to protect the king. And and they start heading inside. What do you do? Can I sneak around them? You can definitely sneak around them. They're, they're like, moving towards a destination. Okay, so we're all moving in the same direction, basically. Yeah, they, they do seem to be heading towards the, the tall tower. Okay, so that just confirms to Kane that he's going in the right spot. Yeah, I'm going to say Kane keeps moving in that direction. How long does this invisibility last? Up to an hour. Okay. As you're moving, like you are running quick. And this is a big keep in a big area, but, you know, you, you are able to kind of jog it. I will have you make a stealth check. Okay. And you do get to be at advantage because you're invisible. I'm still 13th though. <laughs> You are running, kind of like along with the guards. Let's see how this turns out. A natural one on perception. So the guards seem to like, you're, you hear your own footsteps as you're going. You're like, shit, I'm loud. But they kind of blend in with the other guards around you. So as they're jogging and you're kind of behind them, they can't differentiate your sounds from theirs. So yeah, you, you even though you are making a little bit of noise, are able to camouflage along with them as they're moving towards the king's chambers so there's nothing really i can do but keep heading in that direction right yeah okay yeah so you've probably you know found your way into like the entourage of of five guards you get inside where there are giant hearths along the wall and just fires are are blazing and and it's the warmest you have been in the last three weeks easily. And you're also sweating <laughs> something fierce yeah. uh, at this point. So yeah, you, you jog along with these with these guards and they get to what you imagine is probably the base of the main tower. And you see two guards standing there. You know, they start questioning some of the guards running towards like, what's happened? What's going on? The alarm has been rang. We, we're going up to protect the king. Nobody gets in, nobody gets out, okay? And uh, the two guards nod and pull out a key, open the door and uh, the the five other guards start running up the steps. Okay. Um, can I follow behind them? Yeah, I'm gonna have you make like an athletics check to see if you can like kind of sprint in before the door gets closed. Okay. 23. Oh yeah, easy. <laughs> you just like kind of jump through, like the door's closed, you're like, yeah, no, me, me too. Uh, and, and you get in and they start kind of running up these long spiraling stairs. I imagine like, you said it's like starting to get warmer. Yeah, at least that main area, you know, is filled with with fireplaces, hearths, you know, just just very warm. Right. In this tower, it, it's a little cooler uh, as it's 
doesn't have as many many fire sources. Okay, that's all I was wondering. Yeah, I just keep sneakily behind these guards, heading basically following with them to the to the king. You guys make make your way up. Eventually, you get to the top of the tower. You move through a few a few rooms on your way up, but but they're really just focused on getting up. So they they move staircase to staircase and knock on a chamber door. Your Majesty, we we have reason to believe you may be under attack. There's rumors of the pale assassin being here. And and you hear a frail voice say, like, come in, come in. And the guards open the door. They all move in. Do you follow after them? So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to go in behind them. Okay. You you move in behind them. Uh, I'm going to have you make one last stealth check at at advantage because you're invisible. 22. Okay. Yeah, you move in silently. No one seems to notice. You head into the room, and you see, like, there are places that should be windows, but, but they've been boarded up, mostly probably to keep out the cold as, as best it can. The center of the room has been converted almost into, like, a, a fire pit where, you know, a small small flame is there. And, and you see, like, they've built almost like a makeshift chimney in the middle of the room where smoke will... Ventilate. Get caught up and go and, and ventilate out, yeah. you know, so no one dies. But but it seems like they figured this would be the best spot to keep the entire room warm. A man sits at a desk, older. He has a crown on his head. A full head of gray hair droops down onto his shoulders. And he looks up at the guards uh, as he holds a quill. As you look at him, you feel that this man probably has aged quite a bit in the last few weeks by... The events of what's happened to his kingdom. Right. As as you make the assumption, this must be the king, Renaforth Bennett. He seems like maybe in, in better days, better conditions. He, he'd be a handsome man, but today he is tired and uh, broken down some. Hmm. I, I would imagine uh, Kane looks at this, like, Kane can see him at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would imagine at this point Kane is looking at him and just, the guilt is already setting in. He's just already like, questioning whether or not he can finish this job and you know not even considering the money but if what those two in the tavern were getting at if that's true then wouldn't he be saving more lives than just this one to get the sun to come back is there anything around that i can hide behind roll a perception check you got an 18 on that gosh you're rolling so well (laughs) you you peek around you look back and forth you see that like there is a very, very big four-poster bed on, on the side of the room away from where uh, the king is. It seems like the bed is almost obscured by this kind of makeshift chimney in the middle uh, of the room. You, you could probably hide on the side of it or sneak beneath it. Okay, uh, I'm going to sneak beneath it. Roll a final stealth check at advantage. Okay, 21. You slide under the bed silently, you know, clasp a hand over your mouth as you pant a little bit to hide any sound that might be coming. Okay. Uh, What's going on with the guards at this point? Yeah, so the guards are talking to the king, asking, like, what's the best plan of action? Do you want us to stay here with you? The king says, no, no, I much prefer my privacy. Just make sure the doors are tended on both the bottom floor and the top, and Send a search party out for this figure that you talked about. And they nod, and all five of them head out. You hear a handful of footsteps go down the stairs. Okay. But obviously, given his orders, you assume a few have stayed near the door. Okay. Kane's gonna, like, 
stay there for a moment. He's he's a little overwhelmed uh, by the situation. And he's just kind of like he's he's not really stuck under that bed, but he's certainly thinking like I could just stay here. This is a warm room. I could just take a nap down here. Maybe nobody would find me. You know, he's yeah he's kind of cornered in a sense by his commitments. So he starts he starts trying to to think of a plan. Can I can I cast something that is like out of my like out of my field of vision? Like if those guards by the door, for example, could I put a silent image out there? Image appears at a spot within range. Uh, so I would I would allow you to because your range is sixty feet. What I would say is I'll have you make just a roll, which we'll call a luck roll, and that will like determine how uh, how good your position on this is. You know, like you are casting this through the door, not knowing exactly where you're doing it. So because you don't have a good vision, there might be a chance that you like clip the silent image into the wall <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Okay. I definitely want to give it a go. Okay. Uh, this time... The silent image uh, will be of... Uh, there's only been one guard that's seen me at this point, right? And, and have they have they yeah. described what I look like? You were, like, hiding as, as the guards were talking to the king, so you didn't get every word. But you could hear them giving a brief description, like, man, wearing a hat. Okay, so I will... Um, the, the silent image will be... Something that fits the vague description, but doesn't look exactly like me, so I can potentially okay. get out later and they not, you know, they see me in town or something, they know it's not me. Roll a d20. Okay. Two. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you make an appearance that looks like-ish you. It is not, you can't see it, so you don't know your exact positioning. Right. What a third eye would tell you is that, you know, part of the arm is like clipping into the wall. Uh, (laughs) So on any sort of inspection, it'll be fairly easy to tell that it is a illusion. So I'm going to give the guards advantage on their rolls against it. So they need to beat a 13 intelligence check. Four and an eight, and then two and a three. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, they they fail it. They see the image. Yes. And want to, God damn it! Yes! I've gotten away with so much bullshit. You, this you fucking, have. These guards are sad, man. <sighs> um. Okay, so they they're <laughs> are they chasing this this image? Uh, I mean, they see it. Is the image moving? Like, yeah, I, I imagine once it catches their attention, it's like, whoop, trying to get out. Yeah. What in your head is this image perfectly moving up the steps, seeing them turning back and running down. It's really almost more like you can't even see the feet. Like the feet and the arms are kind of clipping through the walls <laughs> and floor at different points. But these guards seem too jacked up on, adre- uh, on adrenaline to care or no. You just hear footsteps moving down the stairs. Hell yeah. Okay. So potentially now it's Kane and the king. With some guards nearish by. Nearish by, okay. And do you just have it like the idea like you're focusing on it like going down the spiral staircase like all the way down? Yeah, maybe trying to get them out into sort of like the main area where the gate is. So yeah, you you do that to the best of your ability. You know, you you can't see it, so (laughs) But they're falling for it. They're dumb. But but they have fallen for it. 
I say I don't. I am trying to think of how to approach the king because Kane is going to be very nervous about this. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to kill him. And even though he's done an excellent job in fooling these dumb guards, uh, he's still just kind of hiding under the bed for a moment, trying to think, you know, do I really want to do this or should I take this opportunity to escape? What's the king doing right now with, with all the commotion outside? He, like, hears the guards running down and kind of, like, steps over to the door and, like, puts an ear to it. Kane, can I roll for strength and Kane, like, sort of, like, with his with his arms, like, flip the bed out, out from over him? Like, you're trying to push the bed off you? Yeah, basically. It's a big four-poster bed, but yeah, you, you can go for it. Okay. Do I roll a disadvantage or anything? You don't roll a disadvantage, it's just... It has a high DC. Okay. Well, I rolled a nine. <laughs> you push it up with what feels like all your might, but it's been a long few days of travel. So the strength you may normally have is not there. It maybe goes up like half an inch, you know, it's like... Yeah. Uh, enough though where the king like turns his head and looks. So like, Kane's just gonna, he just he's just got, he's got to come out at this point. He's going to, like, just roll out in, the like, the least intimidating way. Just going to kind of roll across the floor out from underneath the bed. And then can I roll, like, acrobatics or something and, and try to for him to, like, kind of flip up? 100%, yeah. Okay. Got a 10 on acrobatics. You uh roll out in the most least intimidating way possible and try to do that you know like from your back into a standing position right. thing uh you you don't do it the first time so you have to like push yourself up the king starts opening the door about to like start yelling down and, and start running can i use calm emotions on the king 100 percent, yeah okay i want to use calm emotions on the king so you are out of second level spells is that a second level spell yeah Okay, well, no, no, like you are now out of second oh, okay, spells. Okay. okay. Your DC is 13. He fails. Yes. How do you want him to be calmed? I want him to feel calm in the sense that he can have a conversation with me, even though I'm supposedly the pale assassin come to murder him. Like he's not going to yell for the guards. The yell that was in his throat dies away and he closes the door and looks at you not with the fear that was there a second ago how can i help you king 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 of this kingdom i have traveled through these harsh lands to drive this blade through your chest for i am the pale assassin and and king kind of like loses eye contact with the king when he says that and he just kind of like looks at the floor for a second even though he knows time is of the essence and he, he he brings his head back up and he says i i don't think i can do this though i'm i'm not an assassin but i took this job foolishly thinking that i could take a man's life but i don't know you and i don't think you deserve to die but i don't I don't know if you dying is the best thing to to happen or or if it means nothing in the long run. He's just kind of looking for, like, I guess advice from the person that he's been told to murder. Well, I don't know how the politics work of people who hire other people to assassinate others, but 
I was told that to appease the gods and rid this world of this terrible three weeks of night, I would have to kill you. And I took that job for the money and for the optimism of curing the kingdom of this terrible situation. But again, I don't think I can do it. So you think my life will stop the suffering of the people? I was told by some men with a lot of money that it would. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. Uh, at advantage. 20. He sits down at his desk. You can tell at this point your spell has worn off, but your words seem to be a little more important. Okay. You do uh, hear footsteps running back up. As, as soon as you cast calm emotions, your, your silent image vanished. So it seems the guards have Caught on. kind of been running back to their post. So you do hear them coming up. Look, King, I know that I've done a lot of things that would have any person in your kingdom executed. And I don't know if you dying is, is what's right for everybody. I've, I've been trying, going back and forth with it for the, since I, I went on this journey. But... If I could just humbly ask that I leave because what I've been asked to do, I simply cannot do. But you must. If it'll end this cycle, you must do what I cannot bring myself to do. But how can we know that that's what's going to fix? I, I, I could drive this blade through your chest and feel terrible. And the sun would not return to us as it was. The footsteps are growing louder. And the king moves over to the door. On the side, there's like one of those bars mm. that seems to like block the way. And he lowers it and pulls out a key and locks it in place. This is making Kane real nervous. Maybe the sun wouldn't come back, but but if there's a chance of it, if there's a chance I can save my people from this disaster, from this curse, I'll do it. But I can't bring myself to make the move. Do what I can't. Kane kind of, like, grabs the, the necklace on his chest, kind of squeezes it. Like, he doesn't, wasn't expecting this response. He just kind of looks around the room, like, almost looking for some escape from the situation. Like, he just wants to run away from a very, a very important old man's request to be killed. But his, his, his gaze returns back up to the king. I, I can't, I can't, I simply cannot do what you're asking me to do. He uh, looks at the door. At this point, there's just knocking on the door. <laughs> Your Majesty, please, uh, let us in. And you just hear them, like, shoving against it. And the king steps towards you. Worthless. You're worthless. The blade, give me it. Uh, king kind of just reaches down, and he grabs his blade, starts pulling it away from where he's got it, like attached to his buckle and he's kind of pauses for a moment like debating if this is not just the same as killing him you know handing him the weapon that he will surely kill himself with he pauses there in that motion is it an order from your king give me your blade just as money and gold went out the window i think any semblance of a society went out the window if i can be so straightforward, my king. Well, let me put it back together then. King kind of, again, he's stammering a bit, and he takes the blade 
out and he throws it into the fire and he uh, he he says I don't I don't believe any witchcraft I've lived my whole life with people telling me that 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 these these certain rules mean this and that and this and 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 I've had to hide because of all these things we believe in I don't think you dying or or any of the people who have died so far I don't think any of it's going to mean anything because everything that I've hid from doesn't mean anything either and he reaches up and he takes off his hat I've had to hide from all these little made up rules some people walked into my tavern and told me that the the rule of this pain and suffering we're all going through is 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 that if you die if you're sacrificed as, as if the gods care that you're a king. I, w- I won't let you do it. Roll a persuasion check. I'll give you advantage, too. Cool. cool. You have a good speech. Uh, 19. The king stares at you for a long moment, considering what you said. You continue to hear banging on the door coming from the guards who are no longer falling for your trap, trying to get in. <laughs> My liege, l- let us in, please. Let us in. <laughs> He looks over the door and looks to you. It's time for you to leave. If I must leave, I guess you're right. It's time. My men, they they want what's best for me. They want to protect me. And I fear that no matter what I tell them, they will lock you away and kill you. I haven't listened the same that they used to. Well, we live in interesting times. Is there an easy escape out of here? He looks over to the window that's all boarded up. You can get through there somehow. Kane. Uh, motions towards the window, uh, kind of slowly, not sure if he should be following the king towards it, or if he's supposed to just figure out the window himself. You you look at the window, and you just see, like, it's it's boarded all the way from the top to the bottom. It seems like they've ripped off parts of cabinets, used whatever spare wood they had, covered this window to try to keep it as warm as possible, just with all the cold weather that's come. The king kind of just looks at you as, as you look at him. <laughs> so is there... An easy way out? Is there uh, a hammer? I'm good with a hammer. Not that I have in here. And like Kane's like kind of getting a little sweaty, like the fire's getting to him a bit, uh, and he's a little nervous. So there's no, there's nothing to pull these boards down with. In my chambers, no. Maybe if I try something, can I use this thunder wave thing? Yeah, I believe you have one more spell remaining. <laughs> well then, hell yeah, I want to try that. Okay. Roll damage. Uh, damage is seven. Okay. Yeah, you stand right by uh, the planks of wood that are boarding the window. Just let out a... <laughs> sound echoes out, and you hear the wood in front of you splinter. The, the force of it, even though it doesn't hit the fire, you know, it kind of whooshes the fire a little bit. The wood in front of you just breaks open. You are able to step through without getting any splinters, luckily. And you hear that the knocking on the king's door has intensified more and more. It seems like they're really trying to slam all of their body weight. Probably with a thunder wave. They're, like, freaking out. Yeah, I mean, they hear the big noise. and like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're in trouble. Um, but, but they do not have the strength to break through it. Uh, and, and you step forward through that window area onto a small little balcony. You look down and you see that you are in the highest tower of this keep and probably for about 
200 feet or so below you, there is nothing but air. Why would you do that to me, Raz? <laughs> Kane kind of uh, looks off the balcony, and he just like it just he feels like the shake through his legs, like uh, like he can already feel them impacting against the ground, and he he you know eases back as if there's like some chance that he's gonna fall, and then he looks back over again just one more time to make sure that it's not you know too high, and then he backs up and he turns to the king and is just speechless as he makes eye contact. Do you have rope or anything? I'm way I figured you broke into my tower. You'd be supplied. Well, it, it was a little bit clumsier than you might think, King. Does Kane have rope? I can't. Kane does not have rope. <laughs> you bastard, Raz. You knew he didn't have rope. You got five sheets of paper, though. Ride the paper. Yeah, Kane kind of checks around on himself, kind of feels himself up as if, you know, somebody today would be looking for their phone. Just sort of desperate, like, uh, uh. And uh, once he makes the realization that there is absolutely no rope, he just kind of slowly pulls his head up, looks back at the king, and he, he makes the realization that he's just as stuck up here as the king is. There's no way for me to get out of here. He looks between you and the door, looks down. You could climb. I try to fashion some sort of rope out of the things I have here. On ice, though? It's... It's freezing. It was it was hard enough getting in here, just 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 walking up here. I I uh, I, I just I, I I don't and you know he's just kind of like shuffling around, panicking. Well, I'll do what I can then to protect you. But King, I I, I have an idea. How about I hold you hostage, allowing me my escape, and then set you free? He looks at you like it's the craziest idea he's ever heard. <laughs> And then he nods. So, that's is that a yes? I, I really need you to verbally say yes because I understand this is idiotic, but it's... I would die if I tried to fashion anything. I'm not a fashioner. I'm a performer. He considers the proposition even more now and nods again. I guess I'll take my short sword short here and, uh... Well, I'll hold it to your neck and, uh... We'll just slowly make our way out of here until we're safe you might be are you dressed for the cold are you are you will you be okay if we go a little bit away from the the castle here he nods you you see he has pretty pretty basic robes on like the sort of thing that you would definitely wear inside on a cold day you you might not want to wear it outside but he, he seems to be fine also you have to pull your sword out of the fire which you can do. It's a it's a little warm. The blade is definitely hot, so don't want to get too close. But you could like rub snow on it or something to cool it down. Okay. Kane uh, steps forward and grabs like the back of the just whatever the king is wearing, like the back around his neck, sort of the collar of whatever he's wearing, and uh, pulls out his short sword sword and holds it gently to his neck. Okay, uh, are you comfortable? Is this comfortable? I, I just don't... We're going to be in this position for what's going to feel like forever. I just want to make sure that we're both okay here. As okay as we can be. I haven't been comfortable in three weeks. This is no different. No worse. That's more of a depressing answer than I wanted, King. Let's just make it work. And the Kane just kind of waits in anticipation for the door to break down. Okay. Yeah, you keep hearing pounding on the door. Um... 
it takes maybe about a minute uh, until you start to hear it splinter more and more. Uh, it's, it's a very reinforced door, and, and the king put the bar down, which, which makes it hard to get through. But it seems like they've run down and brought some reinforcements up to get through as best they can. You like you know almost get bored for a minute. <laughs> if the king had a watch, he would check it. <laughs> but eventually, you hear the split of just the door breaking. And four guards run in. One's holding like a little, small little battering ram that they use to get through. And they look at you, sword drawn to the king's neck, and raise crossbows at you. Say, move your sword, or we will kill you. Let the king go. I have no reason to move my sword. I was simply here shopping for the best doors possible, to possibly be made, really. And this is a fine door. I'm going to go back home. And if anybody comes near me, I, I won't be afraid to do this, but I this is all a misunderstanding. I was just trying to find strong doors, just kind of get an idea of some strong doors for uh, uh, my place back home. <laughs> so if we could just let me through. Uh, perhaps uh, um, fetch me a carriage and a horse, or I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll spill his guts right here on the floor. I don't care if, if you bolt me down after that. Roll a deception check. Okay. It's just door shopping, man. It's a uh, 19. Okay. Your lie is persuasive. Oh my God. You get the sense like how they like look at you and how they eye you up. Even though, you know, this is a pretty strange excuse. Strange is the new normal uh, over these past few weeks of people kind of losing their mind and holding on to the smallest things they possibly can, even if that's uh, having strong doors. Perfect. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, they are certainly um, convinced by that. Now I want you to make a persuasion check because your deception was good. You can do persuasion at advantage. Okay, it's 14. Okay. They seem to be eyeing you up and down. They 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 definitely bought your story, but they don't seem to think that the best idea is letting you leave alive with the king. They keep their crossbows up. Kane pauses for a moment, and he, he kind of realizes that it seems a little bit strange that he would be door shopping, and then he's threatening to kill the king he's going to add more to this character that he's playing he's he's he's, he's really focused for a moment and uh he's still got the short sword up he, he looks at the eyes of the guards down and 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 you can ask him me and the king are are good friends from a from an older happier time isn't that right king the king looks looks at you like this is the oddest this is the weirdest hostage <laughs> negotiation ever uh yes in this fellow I've met before good man at heart but he is he is insane and I'm crazy I think he'll slice my throat if, if we don't listen do not test him yes what he said and if I could add on to that we could do this one of two ways the classic easy way or the hard way the hard way is we go all the way very slowly through this place with me holding the king uncomfortably like this it is uncomfortable, right, sir? He nods. See? And that would be terrible. Or we could do this the easy way, where I throw the short sword out the window, any weapons I have, and um, we, just, we just leave. You know, I, I don't even have to leave with the king as long as you give me your word that you won't gun me down. He's been telling me that you all are a little insubordinate, not very good at your jobs. So I need your word, as you can see, I'm a friend of the king, that you're not... not all of this will be easy. Roll a persuasion check. I swear to God, if I get out of here. Uh, 
got a five on persuasion. They look at you and the king as they consider your words. And then they look between each other, two of them that are holding crossbows up, stare at each other for a long moment, and then give each other a nod. And they both let go of bolts. You hear the zip of two crossbow bolts through the air. You kind of close your eyes for a second, and then you hear and both of them land, and you look, and they're both in the king's chest. Kane's just kind of mortified, like it, his leverage wasn't even leverage. He, he, he's just shaking for a moment, holding the king speechless. The king, you see, is just bleeding profusely. The hits, both in very vital areas. One of them seems to be just below his heart. Blood pours out, and he starts losing his stability, you know, and starts kind of falling down to the ground. Kane, he he kind of strengthens his grip on the king. He He's very aware. He's seen a lot of death. He knows the king is probably on his way out. And as messed up as he knows this is, if the king is no leverage to these guards, he's using the king as a meat shield. One of the four guards turns to the two that unleash their bolts. He said, what the hell are you doing? That's our king. And then the third of them turns his crossbow and shoots the questioning guard that hits him in the neck and he too falls over. Kane leans forward, whispers in the king's ear, I'm terribly sorry about this. And like nudges the king forward towards the guards. Are they close? Are they close enough for him to like kind of bowling ball the king into them? They're like walking towards you as they kind of are pulling out their swords. Yeah, you hear them talking like, we'll blame it on him. Maybe maybe this will solve something. You know, they, they seem to be like, the king was worthless anyway. We're doing the country good. They'll remember you as a killer. And they point their swords at you. They're probably within like five, 10 feet. So so Kane could potentially bowling ball the king into them. With a with a good strength check, yeah. Okay, let's. I'm gonna try that. I got a uh, 16. Yeah, you're able to throw the king uh, forward at them. One is able to kind of jump out of the way and like he still falls to the ground, but he's able to jump out of the way and not have the king land on him. But the other, it's just like, ah, <laughs> like just falls right on top of him and just blood everywhere. There is still a third one who has not fallen or <laughs> had a king thrown on him. Golly, can I do like an acrobatics type thing to just sort of like obstacle course around these guards? I mean, you can kind of run through the room and, and try to avoid them as best you can, yeah. Would that be acrobatics? So what would happen is as soon as you run by the one who's still standing, he would probably try to grab you. Okay. And then you'd make an acrobatics check. All right. Well, Kane is going to just try to get the heck out of here. Yeah. All right. You uh, push the king onto them. One jumps out of the way, he falls on the other. And then you run and jump over him, do a little roll, and start running for the door. One of the guards tries to grab you as you're heading down. He rolled a 10, so now you make a athletic, uh, sorry, an acrobatics check against his grab. Rolled a 19. Yeah, you just like duck under him, you slide on the ground, and then stand back up, and you're at the doorway. Just sprinting down the stairs? Yeah, just getting the heck out of there, dude. Yeah, you start running down. You hear footsteps coming up, 
as you're going further and further, you get to a point where you're like, okay, someone's probably going to come around the corner and they're about 10 feet ahead of me. So you don't see anyone yet, but you can tell someone's close based off the footsteps. Okay, I am... I'm just going to have Kane keep running, honestly, and if he runs into somebody, could I try another acrobatic stunt to get past yeah. the next guy? Okay, that's, that's yeah. what Kane's going to do. All right, you keep running, and, you know, you don't have that much vision in front of you just because of how tight the spiral is. And you see a guard about five feet in front of you. You want to do your acrobatics? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a nine on this one. You try to jump over him, but you just fall onto him <laughs> instead. He is going to make a strength check. That's a three. He, like, tries to brace himself, but he was not ready for it. And you two just start falling down and rolling. <laughs> rolling down the down stairs? Step. Yeah, <laughs> you take four points of bludgeoning damage as you're just boom, 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 boom. Oh uh, your back aches. But you guys are just rolling down. It's hard to like get a grasp as, as you're rolling around. You see someone running up the stairs. <laughs> they try to jump out of the way, but they're also hit. And they kind of slow you down a bit, but you roll over this other guy. And eventually you guys stop moving, probably after about traveling like 30 feet down the stairs. And you're kind of tangled up with this guy. What do you do? Is there anything I can roll to like try to get out and then just like be the first one up and then get the heck out of Dodge? Probably have you make a dexterity check. Dexterity, okay. Yeah, because Keen is just scared shitless right now and is trying to get out of you. I got an 11 on that. Okay. He also got an 11. What's your modifier? It's uh, one plus one. Okay. His plus zero, so I'll give you the, the tiebreaker. You are able to get up just before him, but he's right on your heels chasing you. Is there any like sign that I'm close to, to, to that main area I was in originally? Yeah, you can start to see some, like what you recognize as firelight pouring up the staircase. So you feel like you're close. Okay, uh, well, uh, the guy's really close, he said, right? Yeah right on your heels i think his expectation is that kane is just going to keep running so in a moment of bravery even though he's scared i think he's going to realize the guy is a little too close and flip around and try to disarm him okay what would i roll for that so you're you're going to be running and the idea is you're just like turning and clocking him or like grabbing yeah, his weapon clock like kind of just clocking him in the head and then t- taking whatever weapon he has out like short sword whatever he's got okay I don't know that there's an official rule for that, but I'll have you do for the sake of it being fun. You will make a grapple check, so an athletics check. Okay. Got a five. Yeah, you turn to try to grab his arm, you know, which in turn you then use to grab the weapon out of his hand, but uh, he's able to move it out of the way and just right on you. He swings at you with his sword. 13 hit you. What's your armor class? It's a 12, so yeah. Yeah, so that'll hit you. You take four damage. Okay, so falling down the stairs was three damage, right? Uh, That was four. So you've taken a total of eight. Okay, so I'm down to 10 on the hit points. Mm -hmm. You are at the bottom of the stairs now. Like, you can move into the main room. Okay. Then Kane is going to give up on his plan of trying to disarm somebody and, again, just go back to trying to get out of there. Okay. Yeah, you, after you get a nice little slash in the back, you start running again. You move into the room with all the fires that were going before it, the various hearths trying to keep it warm. And you see that at this moment, it is completely empty. And earlier it had been kind of filled with guards, panic guards, as they uh, had an intruder. 
now it's completely empty and you see that the doors uh, the doors outside are open hmm. Kane doesn't have any time to really pause and consider it maybe something like subconsciously is telling him that, that it's it's weird but with that guy right on him he, I, it's just nothing but panic right now so he's just going to keep going for those open doors okay you sprint he's going to try to tackle you to the ground so he's going to do an athletics check and you have the choice of an athletics or acrobatics i'm going to go acrobatics good call it's a little better all right what'd you get i got an 11 so yes. not enough anyway. He dives at you in the last effort, but you're able to just jump up and keep running. You are sprinting full force for the door, kind of looking to your sides every once in a while to see if anyone's coming, but no one's there. And then you break through the big main doors and warmth hits your face and light hits your face. You stop for a second as soon as you get outside and you see in the distance over one of the walls, the sun is peeking out. You look into the courtyard and you see all of the guards who should be at their posts. There's just all the people living in this area. Normally would be inside are standing, just standing, looking out, not saying anything, but just staring at the sun. Kane is just as floored as they are almost in a bittersweet way because this completely negates his beliefs that all these rules we have are arbitrary that there was some I mean that that this was all true so he's almost frozen and sort of a fear about his own identity but also a little bit of happiness I wouldn't even say a little bit but he's, he's he's just he's also just frozen the guard who had tried to tackle you runs up and gets up to you but as soon as he's like about to grab you he looks out and sees the sun too and just stands next to you staring out kane remains there for a moment uh but he's kind of snapped back to reality as he realizes the guard standing next to him it's a little strange uh considering that person was just trying to kill him and as much as he wants to savor this moment and and explore all its complexities he takes the opportunity to just bolt out while everybody's distracted yeah you take one last glance at the sun that's rising and just start sprinting for the gate and no one seems to stop and turn no one goes for you in any capacity they are just enamored thankful sad as you run off out the gate once kane gets enough distance can he like whistle for the wolf or or wait for the wolf yeah yeah i'd say you you probably run a ways (laughs) and as soon as you think like you're far enough you probably run a little bit further (laughs) yeah 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 but yeah you you go out you just want to wait for a little bit uh wait on the wolf yeah okay you run off to a safe space get to a little spot by the woods where you can hide in and you just watch as the sun rises and warmth starts to return to land what was just bitter cold before is still cold but right just having the sun kind of kiss your face is is hope hope bringing a whole new energy so you sit there you want to whistle like for the wolf yeah once in a while yeah uh make a animal handling check that's what we'll go with got a 21 on that 
you uh do a few whistles and you really do well on getting the high the high piercing pitch uh that dogs can hear so well and eventually from behind you you hear the padding of paws and your wolf friend walks up to you Kane hasn't been super affectionate with the wolf uh just out of fear but in this moment just with everything going on he just he uh pulls the wolf forward and just starts like petting him like a dog that you know he hasn't seen in weeks and he lets you where he seemed to you know care about you mostly before because of your food and how you've overfed him he seems like in this moment he needs someone just as badly as you. He he gives you a few licks on the face and kind of nuzzles up into you. Does uh I can't do any more uh speak with animals, right? No, you're out. I I wish that Kane could like convey like come with me or something like that, but um do I have any rations still? You yeah, you have some rations left. You don't really have enough to get back home without being hungry. Um, like deathly hungry or like just hungry? Probably just hungry. Okay. With the given, I would say this, if the sun wasn't coming up, it might be pretty hard. Right. With the sun up, it'll be a little less cold. You use less energy. Yeah. You'd be hungry and have some disadvantages, but. I'm going to say Kane is just in a moment of pure like happiness. He's, he's, you know, got his wolf friend back. Uh, whips out some of the rations as just some form of like conveyance like hey stick around because that was the only way that i had the wolf stick around before the wolf sees you pull it out and he pushes it away with his paw and just gives you a look kane like he knows he can't communicate with the wolf so he just reaches forward and gives him one last pet just in case uh this might be the last time that they see each other he kind of like nuzzles into it turns it in a nice little pet kane uh after that gets up and starts heading back home yeah uh, as you get up and start walking away, the wolf falls. Hell yeah, dude. You make your journey back. It's a few days. It's easier, and each day gets warmer and warmer. You pass a few people on the roads, and where in the past people outside might mean your life here, everyone you see is just thankful to have day for once. As you travel a few of the people you pass have a little food to spare. Maybe they wouldn't have spared it before, but now knowing that there is a future, they're, they're kind of willing to give that to you. You're able to make it back to the Philosopher's Tavern. And as soon as you are, Marcus and Karen and a few others are there waiting. Some have left. Karen informs you that a few died of illness during the time that you were gone. Just not able to get over their colds, but... And he still remain. Is uh is is Marcus okay? Is he? He's doing all right. Okay. And does Kane's? Is there any sign that Kane is going to get his money? So. <laughs> a few weeks pass. Rumors start to spread about an assassin who killed the king in the dead of night. Some say it was the pale assassin who announced himself in the capital before doing the job. And one day you find a bag of gold sitting on your bedside. I think so much time has passed at this point, and so much has happened that Kane has, like, kind of put the money in the back of his mind. Like, almost like he's, like, convinced himself, well, I didn't I didn't earn it. Um, so when he sees the bag, he doesn't expect money. He expects, like, 
you know, a, a gift from one of the people in the inn or, or, or something like that. Or the, he kneels down and opens it up and is just like in tears um, because this means he can do so much for uh, people who have suffered so much, like Marcus. As you open it, you hear a knock on the door. Come, come in. The door opens and, and Karen's standing there. You were sleeping, so I said it there. A few men dropped this off. They, they were trying to give it to Marcus. They were the men you were talking to a few weeks back, so I figured it was actually for you. Those men were Marcus's family, uh, some distant relatives, and they were uh, giving some of his fortune over. A fortune that rightfully belonged to him from, again, distant family. Rule of deception check. <laughs> Twelve. She looks at you, and judging by her face, you know she knows you're lying, but she doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> Marcus has a generous family, then. Very generous and hardworking, I've heard. Karen, do you uh, need anything? I kind of want to start fixing this place up now that we're back to normal. I was, I was wondering if I could stay here and do that with you. Well, sure. And you, you don't have to, to pay me or anything. And you can, well, there's, there's a, there's a, a guest room. That's, well, you've seen it. It's, it's more of like a special room. You could be in there if you want. Uh, it's more, more for like, people who, who pay more. But you don't have to pay me. You don't have to pay me. Well, I'm hoping to work here, so I, I think you have to pay me. And she gives a wink. Uh, we could arrange that. He's just kind of grinning. Years pass, and stories of the days of Black Sun are told from generation to generation. Everyone knows of the pale assassin who came in, killed the king, and brought the sun back. Some people celebrate him as a hero, others hate him for regicide. Some people think the king killed himself in order to protect people, others very few spread rumors that it was actually an inside job and the guards did it. The details grow murky as the years pass on. Stories are told from different people, some probably even originating from Cain. But regardless, the days of Black Sun came to an end and light came back to the kingdom. And that is where we will end this session. Yeah! Cain got a wolf, man. Cain <laughs> got a wolf. I yeah. like how I'm not focusing on the big bad <laughs> like he got a wolf but he got a wolf. i was so invested in that wolf relationship <laughs> it was really the ultimate uh friendship of, i was kind of uh, worried you were gonna spend some situation on me where i was gonna have like an i am legend situation i was like <laughs> don't do that to me wrist don't do it well if any of you uh listen through the whole thing to this point thank you for listening i, I appreciate your time i will be back with another episode soon and yeah Thank you. Thank you, Austin. For hey, playing. thanks for having me on. I'm honored. You better be, right? Uh, f- <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off. All right. Everyone have a great one. Uh, see you in the next <laughs> one. Bye.